Well, welcome to another episode of Realities May Vary, the podcast that dares ask the question, what the hell are those guys talking about? And then has the audacity not to answer that question. Uh, he's Cody Goff. He's Craig Collins. I'm Brian Noonan. Uh, you are whoever you are, and uh, at some point, the mystery will always continue. We are very excited about that. Hello, boys. Hey. Hello, men is more like it. <laughs> sure, yes. Felt manly today. The mm-hmm. humidity uh, decided I would do yard work in 90% humidity. That was smart. Uh, the cardiac care unit was on alert. There was a lot of uh, a lot of sweat. My face looked like a beat when I was done. Not because okay? I was in the sun too long, but yes, I'm fine. And I'm uh, because I was getting I was getting very tired of looking at the grass uncut because it hadn't grown for a couple of weeks. Because as you know, we're in the middle of a drought. But then it's rained for the last two weeks, pretty much every day. So then everything was out of control and it was driving me nuts. Every time I would, you know, the, the shepherd's hooks with the flowers on them had completely collapsed under the weight of the water. Uh, the grass was growing. I hadn't been able to pick up dog poop in a week and a half. So that was all soupy. It was just a, a nightmare. And today I'd had enough. So I figured, you know what, if I go down, uh, if this is how I punch out, then this is how I punch out. I didn't care. Wait, I have a question. All right. I thought, are you not supposed to mow the lawn after it right after it rains? Is that a thing? What? Huh? I thought that was a thing. Like if it like if it like rains, no, right? I'm going to ask us again because I think our first reaction was pretty good, but I think we can do it better a second time. Can you ask? All right, us let's again? try it again. Yeah. Uh, when if a bunch of rain comes down and then everything is really wet, aren't you then supposed to wait till it dries to mow the grass? No. Sorry. You can cut the grass whatever you want. If you have a listen, if you have a mower with sharp blades, you can cut the grass whenever. Yeah, ah, that was fun. That I was thought fun. that was a thing. Yeah, well, uh, that was that was an intense reaction. Yeah, from yeah. a man who now probably has to start cutting his own grass. Or do you have no, a landscaper? I, I still have a landscaper. I still sure have a, you do. I still haven't pulled that trigger yet. Well, you're a big deal. You're a big no, media, I'm not. No, big I'm media not. guy with a landscaper. I'm you pretty know. sure my my um, camera is off at times, so I'm just warning everyone now. I might move when I'm not talking, and vice versa. I think I'm frozen now. Oh, this is fun. Um, you were frozen, but you were well. No, you were doing like the Grateful Dead dance, and you were fine. Yeah, and I then you stopped, to, and it froze for like a half a second. I might have the to camera was like, "Why isn't he moving anymore?" Uh huh. Um, yeah, no, I'm eventually going to pull the trigger and get my own lawnmower. I don't have one, so that's why we're landscaping, not because I'm I'm highfalutin. I am not. There's nothing wrong with being one of the 1%. <laughs> I'm not. I just do it because I enjoy it. I don't enjoy doing the, the bushes. Like I would pay somebody to trim the bushes, but you, I like cutting the grass and doing the weed whacking and all that stuff. But you only trim your bushes like well, not <laughs> that often, right? Well, every couple of weeks in the shower. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, it's once a year, once a season, maybe. In California, yeah. we had to do it a few times a year, but here. You know. Can I do the no. show as the blue dots? The blue yes. dots are showing now, right? Should I just? Yes, William Kennedy show? Smith. You sure can. <laughs> However, there's a, there's a dated reference. Blue dot <laughs> sessions is copyrighted or trademarked, so you can't do that. Is That's it really? I think I have to reset some stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to go away for a couple minutes, guys. I wish those blue dots would move like an oscilloscope when you talk. That would be that would, that be, would cool. be cool. Then I would tell you, please stay as the blue dots for a little yes. while. They're so slow. They're moving so slowly. Yeah. Just, Craig. They're the say, antithesis of you. They're, Craig, they're like, stop. took your energy and flipped it. <laughs> Craig, say, I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> oh, Craig's never looked better. Wow. Uh, that was this is, this is exciting. Right. This is like, this is uh, 
Oh, so I, I SpaceNet or Skynet has finally I, become self-aware. I use an app that I thought was cool where I, I use like the camera on my cell phone, but it seems like it's having some issues. So I, I'll be back in a little bit. You guys okay. talk we'll see you. Bye. Craig's uh, I'm going to let him go figure that out. Technical issues are always fun. I, yeah. I was supposed to have a meeting with somebody today and I was, I was in the zoom room. I was ready to go. And then I got a message from him. Uh, just so you know, I'm having some zoom issues. <laughs> like, in, okay. in the zoom room, dude, our, uh, our company switched to like a new calendar scheduling software thing. So, and we had already like, my company was already part of an acquisition before. So I now have like four different calendars. We had recurring calendar events. I have like three one-on-ones with my boss every week. And it's like, which, which one do I go to? Yeah, which one? <laughs> it's been a How guessing come, game. This is a, this is a question, a corporate question from a guy who hates the corporate world. Why couldn't they just condense them all? I mean, during whatever takeovers or acquisitions or whatever, can't, isn't there somebody in HR or something that can, condense all those calendars it was a software swap we moved mm -hmm. from outlook to gmail to google suite or whatever oh sure the google and, suite. yeah so things yeah. poured it over but then not everything and then you know there's a transition period where it overlaps so you're making events in one and then they're not copied to the other it's just it yeah it's hard it's i'll be honest hard. I've gotten really good at Zoom, so I'm I'm happy to stay on Zoom and like restream. I'm I'm getting good at all these things, so I never want to go good. out in public again. Well, I don't need to go. I don't need to go back into the world. I I host the the trivia stuff that I do is all on Zoom, and I can man, I can create breakout rooms and send people there and bring them back and share my screen and unshare my screen and share my computer sound and unshare my computer sound. Oh man, I love it. It took me nine months to get my podcast closet all set up, so I am not. Yeah, why would you want? Why would you ever want to leave? No, I'm not why would you that. ever want to go back? Do you guys use Slack? That's something I'm trying to get used to. This is this is something that uh, I have not been aware of. The company uh, that I work for does not do any sort of. Uh, they don't like emails and stuff. It's all got to be Slack. Everything's on Slack. Well, we do Slack. I've Slack okay. for a while. I'm a slacker. You could say. Of course, you are. Hello, but everybody who's saying hello in the chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello, hello. To here. So do you like, do you like, do, do you guys do, is that the only way you communicate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, I mean, you know, being fully remote, especially, but dude, me and my co-host on Curiosity Daily, we have slacked every day for like four years. It's, uh, really? it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, wow. it's fun. Do you know about the Slack, like things you can do? You can send GIFs, GIFs. I've, uh, I've, uh, today I attached a uh, socks logo to somebody who I know hates the socks, uh, when we were having a little, uh, little conversation so I could do that. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. People have put, uh, giffy jiffies up there. I mm -hmm. haven't, I don't, I don't deal in that world, Cody. I don't cotton to it. I don't like taking other people's uh, pictures and making them my own. Plus <laughs> I'm, I'm witty enough without having to, you know, have Robert Redford give me that look and nod or, or whatever the popular GIF of the moment is. What is the popular GIF of the moment? Well, there's a lot of the ones, uh, a lot of hybrids of the guy looking over his shoulder uh, and his girlfriend being mad. There's a lot of that one. That's a big one. For a while, it was the the cat and then the uh, the cat and then the two the girl screaming. That was popular for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that was a big one. I'm trying to think what else I've seen because. I don't like I said, I don't really deal with them. Mm -hmm. I don't really deal with uh will somebody say hi, please? Hello, Marianne. 
Marta saying Slack was bought recently, not by me, unfortunately. Oh yeah, there there is another another meme that's been really big lately that I see everywhere, and now I can't think of it. What is what's your beverage of choice tonight? Uh, margarita, because we had Taco Tuesday tonight. Ooh. You back? I don't know. I don't think I don't so. Know. I like the blue dots. Okay, I think I'm still moving too slow. Well, maybe you know, pick up the pace a little bit. Maybe have a Red Bull. I think I could just talk to you guys. I can set up a different camera and stop trying to make my fancy um, cell phone camera thing work. Uh, but that's going to take a while. So I could just be the blue dots tonight. <laughs> They're moving a little bit faster now. I don't know what's going on with them. I wonder if they change pace based on how quickly you speak. Yeah, it might. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's how much they're trying to actually connect to my computer. When it's not moving, I think it's all given up. But when it moves a little bit, I think it's trying a little. There we go. Kind well, then of this, then it looks like <laughs> your computer is about to die based on, yeah. What's based that on the movement of the What's dots. Super old cell phone game, Centipede or something. I feel like I'm playing that. Centipede. <laughs> With the three dots. Yeah, with a really bad cell phone. This is definitely not an iPhone. That's the worst centipede ever. I know. Three dot centipede. I'm not playing this game well. Wait, this uh, is on. You're you're not using an iPhone? I am. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. that doesn't look like the technology that uh Steve Jobs, you know, tried to create for us. Well, he's been gone. He's been gone a while. That's We're true. Not, it's not his know. anymore. No, now it's how big can we make the camera? <laughs> That's the big innovation. No, right. you know what the big innovation was this year? Purple. Hey, you can get your iPhone in purple. Really? Does it do anything different? Nope. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Purple, that's a great color. Yeah, well, that's what we thought. Yeah. That's why we're going to charge you $9,000 for it. You know what? Can oh. I point out one thing real quick? I know I had Please technical do. issues for quite some time on this show. My connection is a full perfect, uh, like four bars, full green. I know you can't see me. It's the first time in a long time that I've been full bars, though. It's very, that's exciting. And yet we can't see you now. I don't know why that is. Ugh. All right. I wish, I wish one of us was an IT guy. <laughs> Alas, none of us are. I have a friend who runs IT for a company and he texts us some of the things that his coworkers ah. say and ask for. And it is, uh, it is, uh, it's next level. It'll be really? something like, uh, It'll be something right. like, "Hey, hey, I can't log into my, uh, I can't log into my computer." Well, did you put in your password? Well, I put in my password to my bank account, but it's not working. I just changed the bank account password. And he's like, "Well, they're different. They're different things. Your work, <laughs> your work computer and your bank account are two different things. Why don't you use your your that password?" Uh, the mm -hmm. printer. Uh, hey, the printer is broken. Can you fix it right now? Uh, well, it fell off the stand and it's broken and another one's coming in tomorrow. Okay, well, yeah, well, I have to print this right now. Well, we don't have a printer. It's, you know, it's, uh, dude, I like, oh God, I need to like keep a folder of all the things he sends me because they are, they're really bad. That was a they're nice like, printer rant. Um, real quick, I'm showing more of my basement <laughs> than I intended to show. Wow, uh, you you blew Cody off a thousand percent right there. You could not have discounted his his comments more to get to the fact that you have a folding table well, in the basement. I, I, I've been sitting here this whole time, like looking at all the wires behind me. I was overly anxious about the fact that I've now showed off basement I was trying to hide, but it's out there. It's in the ether now. I can't stop it. I apologize, well, Cody. I did blow off your story. It would have been any story. Either of you could have been telling me anything. I was then insecure about all this behind me. But everybody knows you just moved in. I now, if, if in a year and a half, your basement still looks like that, then yeah, we're going to judge you. Well, you know, what's six weird. months we'll judge this you. table behind me is where all my microphones are supposed to go. And Betty found every wire I own, every single one. 
and you know twirled it up and put it on that uh, table. So there's a crap ton of wires there. It makes me look like I'm a serial killer or something. It's weird I have this many technology wires. I don't know why I have so many. That's a lot of wires for yeah. what a couple of microphones. Well, I have four mics. I do some other things. There's there's some connect. I don't need that many though. I don't okay. think. Well, yeah, you're doing a lot of ASMR. He's yeah. doing a lot of ASMR videos, right? You're whispering into one so you can hear it on both sides. That is all I'm doing. I'm trying to take off in that field. I hope. Mm. Yeah. We just Love got banned that. from YouTube, by the way, because that was sexual. No, it was not. It was disgusting and disturbing. What are you What are you drinking, Cody? What is that? Just a, a Goose Island. Oh, the summertime. Is the summertime. I almost picked that up the other day. Was it? Is it good? This is all I drank last summer when I barbecued. Anytime I went no, and used the you grill. drank Natty Light with the, the grapefruit, whatever. I also drank Natty Light Natter Day. Thank Natter you. The champagne of beers. Just kidding. That's no, that, oh, well, that's copyright infringement. Miller yeah. High Life was the champagne of beers. I know. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know, but you just choose, you just chose to. Yeah. No, I had a lot of Miller. I had a lot of Natter Days. I had a lot of natter days last summer and I, uh, I, I did keep them around, but whenever I went out to, to use the grill after I went through like my first pack of natter days, I had summertime. I had summertime all summer. It's good. It's, it's a good cold. It's, it's my summer beer. Very so. nice. Craig, Not as good as I remember. A, you're from. lacking a giant beverage this week. Uh, well, I have one upstairs. I do have a giant. I bought a brand new giant. Like, uh, it's just <laughs> water in it though. Like it's oh. all it has is water. Yeah. Because I want to drink more water at work. I'm going to try to get in shape, guys. I'm going to try. No, it's not going to happen. What brought this on? Um, getting fat during quarantine for me. All right. That's what it was. No. I, now that yeah. it's over, like everybody's doing stuff out. We have um, guests coming into places again. Like there's, you're around people. And I was thinking about that a lot this week. Like there's more people now. Yeah. And they want you to wear pants. Mm-hmm. You can't just always I'm, wear a, a loose fitting t-shirt. Yeah, I'm not wearing pants tonight, though. By the way, I'm breaking that rule here. Good. This is still allowed. Yeah. It is. There's that. Any zoom? Any zoom call? That's why I worry about you uh, with your high angle from the camera. Yeah, Me, I know. It's shooting straight at my shoulder. You can't yeah. see anything. Who knows yeah. what the hell I'm doing down here? Right. I could be a you know, I could be a CNN uh, correspondent and New Yorker uh, editorial guy, <laughs> allegedly. I would uh, like to fix it, but I can't do it without reaching up to my phone because it's on my phone, and then I got to do. Oh, your phone is working now. Don't I? Uh, okay. Don't touch it. Okay. Leave it. Wait. Wait. Allegedly. Who's I, allegedly? I'm throwing allegedly out there. For who? Who are we who, alleging? Who's the guy? What's the guy's Tubin? name? Jeffrey Tubin? Tubin. Yes, Jeffrey Tubin. How do I forget yeah. that name when I'm talking about cranking? Yeah. yeah. No, there was. There's no allegedly. There's video evidence. Yeah. I. You know. Listen. I have Fair a. Enough. I have a huge. Uh, I have a huge media corporation to protect. By that Wait. I mean I have two monitors. I'm not. Wait. <laughs> no, no, no. And I saw an interview uh, on CNN where oh, yeah. this, yeah. where the yeah this woman anchor was like, "So we are now going to talk about why you masturbated <laughs> on camera." Allison, She's literally. Did yeah, you see Al this, Craig? Allison Camerata is her name. She doesn't smile often for any reason. She seems like she's the kind of person that's not really happy about a lot of things. But she did seem to have some amount of joy interviewing Jeffrey Tubit yes. when he because he was going to eventually give legal analysis on something. That's his gig with CNN. It took way too long to get there. And she recapped the things he did. 
the whole thing. I know. She, like nobody had ever heard about it before. I know. He went through everything and she was probing him, no pun intended, for details. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like, what are you doing? What we all know the story. Can't we, right. you know? Plus, which I, you know, this is old news, but how do you not know that your your camera's on? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I would excuse some of the tubing. Um really? you, a little bit. I mean, he's Look, I, I talked about today, uh, not that I'm going to keep doing this all day. Hold on. Hold on. Before we get started, oh, God. I just need to double check. Oh, God. Do you still have a radio show? I do have a radio right, show. Good. Three to six WMB. Um, uh, millennials and Gen Z are quitting some jobs in mass because they're saying that baby boomers are forcing them back into workplaces because baby boomers don't understand technology. They're saying it's a it's a boomer overreach is what they're saying here. I think. Two what, what does that mean? A boomer guys. overreach. Why well, it's it's a thing. It's out there. It's in the news. I think that. <laughs> what I does think, it mean? Well, I don't know. I it, according to a millennial or a Gen Z, some of the ones that are quitting jobs, they think the boomers are forcing them into the workplace because boomers are are the people in charge. They're the ones. They're the bosses. Ken, I think. All right. So, I think mm. that there are some people who are set in their ways. Uh, however, I think that the Gen Zers or whomever is framing it that way, and not you, Craig, but whomever I, I is talk about the story. You're, you're just reporting. You're reporting on the story. I am. But whom, whomever is labeling this as a boomer thing, that is ageist. And we did a story on Curiosity Daily recently about how age discrimination is actually the most prevalent form of discrimination in the U.S. Uh, and it is very nefarious. And uh, it's something it's that young folks. It's you, it young is. punks, and I count you two amongst them. Yeah. That, you know, you look at guys like me who are still able-bodied and able-minded, and yet you dismiss me because of my uh, advanced years instead of embracing my experience and my expertise. I do think that professionally it's harder for younger people to advance because the people in power are not in the same generation and they don't promote people that are younger. I, I think this goes both ways is what I'm trying to say, but here's the headline of the story. Well, welcome to forever in the workplace. <laughs> well, then, well, then why are we complaining about Cody's thing? Then why does Cody's thing matter? If this has always existed, why do we care? Well, because well, now the young people are, have decided they, they cannot, the young people cannot wait their turn. They're right. very impatient. Now, now you want the, the young so where do you consider the old people? It, who, who do you, want, old what do you people, want them to do? Die? That's okay. That's allowed. The young people, you, you jerks. How could you do that? No, I'm just saying, Sorry. wait your turn, young people. Soon you'll be old people. Well, and then you'll, then you'll get your turn. I'm in my mid-30s now, and, and my turn, it feels like it's coming. I, I need my turn. Um, you got your turn. Are Look quitting. at you. You're in <laughs> a basement with a million cords in Peoria. Workers are, are quitting after claiming it's a boomer power play to commute into work again. This is from littlethings.com, which is a <laughs> website that I go to sometimes. <laughs> is that okay. a, is it for but, little but, people or short here's stories wrong, or what is but here's it? Wrong with, stories, yeah. Here's what's wrong with that assertion, right? Like right. Google was like, hey, work from home forever. Who do you think is running Google? It's also boomers, right? Yeah, they so, also changed that. They also took that back. You can't work from home forever at Google anymore. You got to go into the office again. When did they, when did they take that they, back? Facebook, Google, all of the Silicon Valley places reversed their decision there and required most of their employees to come into work. You cannot wow. be a remote worker full time now at places like Google and Facebook anymore. Hold on. Okay, Google it. I'll wait. It's funny to Google it. I would like that you Google this. This will make me happy. Google backtracks on office returns. Oh, no! And will allow employees... Hold on. You stupid millennial that knows stuff. Will allow employees to work remotely. Yeah. See? 
I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, right. I saw that too. Uh, so oh, until September, yeah. after yeah. which they can choose between coming back to their pre-pandemic <laughs> office, working out of a Google office in a different city, or permanently working from anywhere if their role allows it. If their role allows it, it is no well, longer every true. employee and everyone right. anymore. So again, I, I knew a thing. I knew a thing. You You're right. Google it. No, you nailed it. Okay. But okay, fine. Don't use Google. So I used the wrong company as an example. But there are some companies that are like, cool, work from home forever. And those companies presumably are also run by boomers. So it's not like every boomer is doing this, right? Like it's it's just- Well, no, nothing you can talk. We can't talk about anything in ultimatums. And winning a conversation by demonstrating that an ultimatum is not accurate is the silliest way to try to win a conversation. Yes, you're right. Uh, you're using ultimatum wrong. <laughs> we can't talk in. I. You're right. I in, did. In, right. And you're right. I totally said ultimatum I, several times, and that's not the right word. Ultimatum <laughs> is, is a warning. I throw it out there. Right. I say, gonna, you do this or it's over. Do this or else. What's the word I meant to say there when my brain farted? Um, we can't in extremes. We can't talk in absolutes. Absolutes. There's a better word for it, too. There's another cooler word for it that I was going for when I said ultimatum. But we can't, we, absolutes is the silliest way to try to argue. It is. Correct. Cody. Okay. We can, we can hang in there. I used ultimatum wrong. I did. I don't know what's going on. I hosted I, three hours. Cody. Cody. Cody's got something formulating. I'm going to let it percolate there's, there's before it pops out. I wanted. There's a I'm better still, word. I'm just trying. No, you said there's a better word than absolutes. And I'm trying to figure out what that word is. Oh, this is like it, word game. You don't Me talk too. in. You're you're using Google to try and find this, and I'm, I'm using. Totally, my brain. I'm absolutely. You know, my you're brain. Gonna be, you're going to do it faster. Go to thesaurus.com. I'm trying to remember. I feel like Milt Rosenberg used to say this word all the time, and that's the word I was fishing for in my brain. But it's Holocaust? not. Really I was a boy. I like that you put yourself on Milt's level. That was nice. No, I said it's not in mine. I used to produce I, produce Milt, and I, I used to did. Milt. I used to, what's what's happening on the show right now? I'm trying to steal from others. Is what I was admitting. All right, wow. I just Googled deal in absolutes, and the second result is only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> so I think is that we what you were looking for, Craig? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about the dark side is what you meant to say, Craig. I think that's where we were going. I, I don't know what word that was, but yeah, no, it didn't mean ultimatum. That, that came All out. Right. Other words for absolutes. Thank you. Uh, what do you think it uh, started with? Circumscription? Could that be it? <laughs> I wish that was it. Cutoff point, breaking point, yeah. circumcision, you know, limitation, you know, conclusion, maximum. I'm going to swim into the waters I created for myself. Uh, there was Please a while me. in high school where I was saying penultimate without understanding what it meant. I would, mm. I would use penultimate a lot with people. And uh, I think I was doing it again to pretend I'm smart. Like when I try to steal words from Milt Rosenberg that I get wrong. <laughs> um, and it took like one really good friend to pull me aside and be like, hey, I, I just want to talk to you about penultimate. And I was like, what, what do you want to say? You're not you're not using it right. You've used it a bunch of round people. It's it's wrong. And I had to look it up. I, I forget where it got in my brain. Sometimes these words get in without me ever looking up the definition at all. Well, it shows that you re can retain things, so that's good. No, it, it actually does the opposite of that. Well, I you don't retain the words. Right. You don't know what they mean, but you you've got them in your head. I know whatever word Milt uses sometimes that I was trying to steal is right. It's just not the word I used. Oh, if Milt oh if Milt used it, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Yes. Well, you can just consider me a good friend then for correcting you on uh, ultimate. Yeah, nice you. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Any, any, you know, anything <laughs> I can do to help. <laughs> and and looks look a little smarter on my own. You know. Well, Milt also used to say counterfactual all the time. Mm. 
Yeah. Counterfactual? Yes. Yeah. During arguments, actually, he used to, you know, make a position using a counterfactual. And I always thought that was cool. Well, I've never heard that before. I've... <laughs> oh, oh, now I've stolen something. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you, I don't think you could take credit for it just because you repeated it. Well, if I didn't admit that part, see now. I'm <laughs> well, sure, if you didn't admit it, then I would have gone, wow, that's pretty cool. Right. I could have stolen back my intelligence and not immediately continued to throw a sword into it by using counterfactual correctly. Relating to or expressing what has not happened or is not the case. Yes. A counterfactual conditional statement. If kangaroos had no yes. tails, they would topple over. Milt used a fancier word when he meant absolutes, and I, for a minute, thought it was ultimatum. But I know what ultimatum actually means. I don't know what the word is. I don't know what word I was going for. Can we move on? I'm stupid. Nope. The most, I, I thought the most overused word of 2019 was problematic. It's like, just say it's a problem. You know, that thing you said is problematic. It's a problem. Just say, like, you don't need to say problematic. Like, it's not a machine. Beep, beep, boop. I am problematic 5,000. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> what you said is problematic. Mini, beep, beep. Like, shut up. Don't use I it. I am Nothing tired of everybody pivoting. Oh, if my I, God. If nobody else, has, if we never have to pivot again, I'll be oh happy, happy, happy. You're right. Um, You're and right. I don't like adding ing to uh, everything. Momming, adulting, uh, all that stuff as to make it an adjective bothers me. We had to talk a while back about adulting. You're not a fan of that word. I hate like it. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it means nothing. It, it absolutely means that. Hey, I'm adulting. No, you're not. You're just, well, you know, you're 37. You went and bought groceries. Big effing deal. What do you want a medal? You want us to give you a big hug? You little baby. Oh, you're adulting. Yes, you paid your rent. Good for you. You're not going to be living in your parents' basement. That's fantastic. Mm. Uh, no, I, I hate adulting. I saw somebody use the momming today. You're not momming. Oh, I'm momming hard. Shut up. You're not momming hard. You took your kid to the park. It's very nice. You're, you're actually being a parent. That's terrific. But you're not momming hard. You know, I, I've actually looked into this and I could not find an answer because I wanted to talking about it on my podcast for an episode on language, but I want to know why everything is now suddenly phobic. Like I thought a phobia was a fear of something, Correct. right? So if you're like transphobic, like people are using that term and it's like, I think some of the people that are saying bad things against trans people are not afraid of trans, like why phobic, right? And yeah, then you're I like, that's a good point because phobia is a fear of something. Yeah. So uh, and a lot of a lot of things that are being ascribed or pre prescribed that uh, word are not are not fears. They're right. hatred and bigotry and uh, you know I'm I'm dying to know what Craig is googling. <laughs> I am because he is he is I, it's I, like I he's writing a book report. I have to figure out what this word is. I can't okay. figure out what this word is. Not absolute. I actually googled fancy word for absolutes. And what did no, you get? <laughs> I got, I have to know what I meant. <laughs> I, I need to figure it out. I don't know why my brain did that. It switched off for a second and everything was wrong that I said, but there's Unqualified, a word undivided. I feel like it starts with a U too. It's not ultimatum, but I feel like there's a word that starts with a U. That's Unalterable. A no, I don't know. Unadulterated. I'm going to do this for the next two hours or hour and a half. I guess we have left here. Um, you guys do whatever you want amongst yourselves. I will find this word. All right. 90 minutes. Greg is on a Apogee. quest. Apogee. Access. Apogee. No. Apogee, utmost. isn't that the name of a... Uh, Wait, utmost? No, Apogee, isn't that the name of a, uh, um, a, a interface, an audio interface? 
Probably utmost. Okay. What about utmost? <laughs> or no, uttermost? Not, no, that that's not even really a no. Nadir. These aren't even all synonyms for what I was going for. Unequivocal. Maybe. Ooh. Right. Unquestionable. No, it's not. None of these are right. Well, these are all synonyms. But uh, undisputable. And they all start with you. Hold on. To go back to the conversation, Cody was trying to, to win an argument we were about to have based on providing an extreme example of something that disproves oh, yeah. the entirety of my that disproves the entirety of what I was saying. And that a lot of people do that in arguments, not you know, trying to go back to the specific one. When you argue about a lot of things, someone else will be like, Yeah, but in this one example I've now created. What you said is not true. So everything you've said is not true at all. That's right. the idea no. I was trying to discuss. Inaccurate. inaccurate. But I, don't know, I don't know what word They're trying to create universal yeah. truths. Yeah. Inaccurate, Craig. That is not what happened. Here's what happened. It is what right. happened. Many companies right now in the United States and elsewhere, many companies worldwide, many, many are saying you should go back to work. Many others are saying you can work remotely basically for a long time or forever, Right. Can you provide there's companies that are like you can still work remotely, right? Can you provide an example? No. I can provide two. Of companies that allow everyone in the workforce to entirely work from home? Correct. Okay, go ahead. Uh one is the company Molly works for, Stripe, which is a an online finance company. They handle payroll. They are all uh, they are all working remotely for now until at least January. Well, that, see, no, no, no. No, no, no. That's not Cody's point. I think we meant for Well, well you said everybody is working remotely. I, no, 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 I, I didn't. Uh, my article was talking about how a lot of people are quitting jobs because they feel, younger people, that the older generations are forcing them back into the workplace. Uh, and I, I imagine this would happen progressively. I didn't mean every single person got forced back today. But people are quitting because they're expected to, at some point, return to the office. Okay. But then, but my answer, Cody said some, some are letting... <laughs> some people breaking this down. Some people are, some companies are letting their... But not work remotely, and you no said one. site one, and I I cited two. Yeah. And you, but, you no, but but the thing is, the conversation is actually about a permanency in that situation. Okay, so well then that, I misunderstood. Yeah, I imagine those workers would just quit in January. The ones who are complaining on littlethings.com, a website Craig, that apparently I love. Craig, Craig I gotta me, find this website. That's yeah, pretty let, good. Craig, let me specifically tell you the specific source and the specific reason why I said what I said. Could you use Ooh. ultimatum in your sentence? It would make yes. me feel dumber. I'll give you an ultimatum. So uh, on my phone, uh, you know, what is, go ahead. Sorry, it's kind of so no, it's kind of weird. So uh, I have found that if I, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I, I'm sorry, Cody, I just need to interrupt for one second. Uh, little <laughs> littlethings.com is family parenting, pet, and lifestyle tips. Yeah, not one thing in there about business, but that's okay. It's a, it's a source. Go ahead. I imagine I imagine that lifestyle falls under where people work. I don't know why I'm debating whether or not this is. I think that it's true, though. And I think that other sources than little things have referenced the fact yes. that younger people would prefer to work at home full time and that some of the workplaces like Google, like Facebook, infamously, are now no longer allowing them to do that or at least intend to not allow them to do that. So I think the topic holds merit whether or not the website I found it on is good. Oh, no, that's not the point. Okay, Cody, go ahead with your Here's point. the thing that holds, first of all, by the way, Tom in the chat said, in science, the suffix phobia means predisposition for avoidance and or exclusion. I didn't know that. Thank cool. you, Tom. Uh, hey, Tom. I still think it's used too broadly. I just don't like the word. It's just, it's losing its 
lost her. So I have noticed that when I mindlessly scroll social media on my phone, usually it's kind of dumb or makes me angry. I usually like Twitter or something. So I put the LinkedIn app on my home screen. And I'm like, sometimes I'm bored, I'll browse LinkedIn. It sounds sad, but I learn stuff. It's fun. So Craig, specifically, when you said the boomer thing, I thought of a post that I saw on LinkedIn today, posted 16 hours ago. I thought of this. It's still on there, fortunately. Here's the headline. Latest recruiting perk, work from home forever. Recruiters are discovering that the remote work revolution spurred by the pandemic has inexorably altered the process of luring talented workers to new jobs. The Wall Street Journal writes, with many office workers enamored with the flexibility of working from home, recruiters are enticing elite talent with the promise of remote positions. So having read this, it is my understanding that some of these companies, hold 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 on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is my understanding, having read this, that some of these companies are run by boomers. When we started talking, I pulled out Google because I thought Google was still doing the work from home thing. Yeah, there's a lot of not not to be not to be like Google does it, so everyone's doing it. But because right. I had read something else that said more broadly, this is now a trend that again presumably is being pushed by companies so that are run I, by boomers, because yeah. more companies are run by boomers than Gen Xers or you know correct. whatever. So, correct. I interpret you know I mean? one. I don't actually feel that way. I like working in an office play, uh, space, so this is not relevant to me specifically. But two. I interpret that LinkedIn post differently. Recruiters are recruiting people to jobs that work from home that always worked from home. Before the pandemic, there were jobs people had where you could work from home forever. Like those did exist. Uh, Whether or not a large amount of companies are now changing positions that were intent to be in person to work from home positions is kind of the conversation we're all having and why younger people would resist the idea of having to return back to an office if the position they were hired for maybe pre-pandemic was expected to be in the office. And I think the reason why, according to the article on the very prestigious littlethings.com website, is that, you know, technology is something that is easier for some generations to grasp because they grew up with it. There's certain aspects of technology. I'm not as good as the kid that does traffic for me, who's 20 something years old, would get my cell phone to work 100% from jump on this show today. And I failed at that. Every generation is going to be inherently better at technology because of the experience growing up with it, right? You made a crucial point, though. All right. If they were hired pre-pandemic to work in the office, then quit being a crybaby entitled little brat and come back to the office because the crisis is over. Well, let me the say only this, reason though. you got the only reason they got to work from home is because of a uh, worldwide health pandemic. Well, problem. yeah, but let me say this: I feel like the health pandemic challenged a lot of offices to rethink how their positions could be done, and a lot of younger people really enjoyed the work from home version of the job. So, so did a lot of older people. Well, yeah, but I, uh, this article seems to indicate whether or not it's accurate or not anymore. And I no longer want to throw all my, my, uh, uh, you know, uh, pennies in that hat or whatever. But I, I do wonder if maybe more young people would like to continue working from home than older people, which is the concept within the, the article and why that would be. If we just thought about it psychologically, why would more young people want to continue working from home than older people? Because and- they all got trophies. <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly right. why they've been coddled job. and there are tiger moms and their helicopter parents all told them that they were special and now they're too special to go back to work. How dare you speak in ultimatums? <laughs> we keep wow. saying that. I'm gonna say it if you don't, if you don't stop using ultimatum that way, I'm going to kick your ass. There's an oh, ultimatum. Wow. <laughs> no, now it's wow. the only way I use the word. I know that's the, that. W- that was the penultimate comeback, Brian. Oh, that was that was an ultimatum of all ultimatums. Look. Wow. I'm not good at language. I don't know why I have this job that I have. I was much better at math in school. 
Is that right? Yeah, way You've better. Said that before. Like, no, fantastically better. Like I, I would get straight A's in math without really applying myself, and in in language, I would do quite poorly while trying fairly hard. Huh? Yeah. That's an odd, odd turn of events. I think some people are are like that, right? There's people that are more brain is the left. Oh, or I'm right? great at language and horrible at math. Right. So I'm but, the reverse. So it makes sense that I talk for a living. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense for me. Yeah, well, it's, it's but somehow Brian's you've overcome your, uh, your, you know, your burden. I have. I've fought through. You have. You're a, wow. you're a profile in courage, Craig. Why? Thank you. I, I hope to. You're welcome. That in a, in a future realities may vary. I hope to publish a, a deep. Hold on one second. It was the Kennedy Center on the phone. They're sending your medal. <laughs> wow. I'll accept it. I would oh, give it. Of course. Why speech. wouldn't you? You very Kennedy Center comes to your house, drops off a medal. You could turn yeah. it, turn it in. No, never. No, you got to take it. Then you walk right into your boss's office, throw it on the desk, and demand a you know a huge raise. I want I you know this. I'm a Kennedy Center Honor broadcaster. I want to expand my vocabulary. That's something I want to do. I struggle very hard to do that, and I even Read have goosebumps now. No goosebumps. goosebumps. Now it doesn't. Book. Start no. with everybody poops. That's a good book. <laughs> Ooh, that seems almost offensive. Hang on, can we go back a second? I don't believe Brian <laughs> what, actually. Everybody can? Yeah, like I don't the, <laughs> my reading level. That that's where Brian started me. Read the child's book, Everybody Poops, Craig, and get through all those tough words first. Some big words. There are. I think sphincters in there. Okay. I don't believe Brian really answered the phone and talked to the Kennedy Center. <laughs> I do. Because, are you because are when you called me a liar? When you held it to your ear, you didn't say hello or who is this or this is Brian. You've never called him. That's how he answers all the phone calls. I just, I just pick up the phone and hangs up. He doesn't speak any words. You just it, it, once yeah. you hear, it, click in, start talking. Right. I've you got any patience, Brian. As soon as it stops ringing, I just say all the things I think and hang up. That's how I always call Brian. <laughs> that's why it's always tough when I'm on Craig's show. Yeah, because he calls and I don't say anything. No, it is. Mm. It's rough. This segment blows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That feels good. Are you going to be on tomorrow? By the way, sure. Not anymore. Hiyo. We'll see. <laughs> no, I'm saying your listeners, when you got a, I got a guest here who he's not going to say anything. Yeah. It's not going to keep, uh, I don't think the TSL is going to skyrocket during that no. segment. Mm -mm. Time spent listening for those not in the know. I like, I didn't know that behind the scenes. I didn't know that I'm new to this radio thing. You guys know this. You are, you couldn't that, be the farthest. Yeah. Mm -mm. I need, I need a vocabulary lesson. I need somebody to give me a good word to use tomorrow on the radio show. That what I have. Want, in what sort of uh, what sort of give context? me anyone any any give me a fanciest word you think I can find a context for and I may onanism 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 yep okay yep use Brian's onanism yep. all right uh, look it up before you use it <laughs> oh man you are a wordsmith Brian <laughs> can't get one past you anyway Craig just use it. This entire Excuse conversation Excuse is it, mental. Maybe if you're talking to a sponsor. Ooh, yeah. Or you go to a meeting <laughs> with the station chaplain. Mm -hmm. Do you have a station chaplain? I Not that I've checked. All right. Yeah. How about Sisyphean? How about that? Ooh. Sisyphean is a really good one. And it's not rated R. In fact, it comes from the Greek Sisyphus. The, wow. Uh, yeah. The Greek who was... Pushed a boulder up a hill. You've made so, Newton Google that one. No. I, the Sisyphus I knew once he said Sisyphus. I Googled it just to make sure I was right. That's not a thing anyone ever does. 
Oh, it's a hundred percent a thing. I, I do that a lot. If I think there's something, I double check that I'm either right. But then so, you didn't, but then you didn't, you didn't know it. I did know it. But not, not enough to not Google it. I wanted to be I sure. Feel like that's the ultimate test to knowing a thing, right? If you don't need to Google it. Well, th there's like trivia, for example, getting trivia right or wrong uh, is, you know, you cheat. You have to know it. I was, I was unsure. But it turns out I was right. <laughs> I was double checking it. I I, I admit I was I unsure. Love the first forty minutes of this show, I was unsure. I love I was, it. I have spent the last uh, the last two days spending four hours learning about Kiss. Oh, the band? The, Why? Because A and E had the uh, the Kiss Kissery biography, a four hour a four hour two night event about Kiss. Now I know you you two are much too young to have been into Kiss uh, mm -hmm. in their you know, when they were huge in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, they were huge. They were the biggest band in the world. No doubt about it. You can at me. You can uh, fight me. I'll fight you on it. There's no two ways about it. Kiss was the biggest band in the world. Uh, then they fell on hard times and uh, there was a lot of craziness. But I was a big fan like early when I was in grade school and high school. And then I fell away once they got into like the disco-y stuff and stupid stuff. But uh, it was a... It, it was kind. Of, it was a good documentary. It probably could have been two hours because it was mostly Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley uh, stroking each other. That was basically it. Aren't we great? Weren't we fantastic that we've kept the band together for fifty years? Which you got to give them that they've been they've been the band for fifty years. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see the beginning stuff. Then it was like, eh, whatever. I, uh, <laughs> would you watch, is there any band you would watch a four hour documentary on GNR? No, you would. Okay. hundred percent. No, no, Craig, you don't like music. You what would watch it was, a four, uh, hour. it four hours about a linguist, Craig. Would you watch it then? I guess I wouldn't understand it. Especially what if it was talking a, about masturbation the whole time. What if it was a cunning linguist? Uh, a cunning linguist. Uh, is that what are you trying to get me to say other bad things? No, I literally asked you a question, Craig. Get your mind out of the gutter. Would you watch a four-hour? Craig, you, what? Did you think I didn't know that one? Would you watch That's a four-hour? This whole show. I, I think I'm on four hours. I have 15 minutes left. This is going to be a fun time. I'm going to go you, from the dictionary. Just have a would nice. You, what, would you watch a wine, a wine, a red, some kind of red, and just the dictionary? Just sit there. In my Cabernet goes with a dictionary. Well, the problem is, like, you don't want to open to A. That's too predictable. I'll just, like, find somewhere in the middle and just start reading word after word, try to retain yeah. them in my brain with a nice, nice you cabinet. You know what you need? They used to make, I don't know if they still make them. They have those word of the day calendars for your desk. Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I don't retain that stuff, though, man. I think my, really? I, I think my short term memory is broken. I think no. I have a broken brain. How did you do that? I don't know. What? <laughs> You had no idea how it broke. <laughs> that would that would demonstrate the problem, wouldn't it, Noonan? Well, unless you broke it a long time ago and you could pinpoint the exact time. I think for things to enter your long term, they have to be in your short term first. I don't think anything can enter your long term first. Well, but my point is, if you if you lost your short term sometime, you still have some long term stuff. So maybe I, you I, can long term remember the point where you had no more short term memory. But wouldn't that have happened? Wouldn't that have been something that would occur? And then wouldn't I lose it as that thing was happening? I would, turn into, you. Memento. I would turn into memento. Oh, Noonan. that would be wild. So, well, then yeah. you could just take those, take the word of the day and paste them on like Ray Rayner and then pull them off. And that would be, that would be cool. You'd be oh, like, yeah. 
let me ask the audience. I want to pull the audience now. Um, how much respect do you lose for a talk show host when they don't know what words mean? Just out of curiosity. I would lose none if they did, if they just avoided the words they didn't know. You know? Yeah. Apparently I can't do that. Well, no, I'm, I'm not talking about you, but I hear, uh, I, oh, I judge very harshly. Like if I'm watching the news or something and somebody mm -hmm. misspeaks, mm -hmm. oh, I hate it. I hate it. And but, I'm not perfect in my why? elocution because yeah. at some point, if you're reading the news, you, you are setting oh, yourself wait, up as go, a credible source. To go all the way back for I actually do know what ultimatum means. My brain just I, used it wrong twice in a row for whatever reason. So I misspeaking is an accident. Yeah. I don't mean for me anymore specifically. I think yeah. you're, you're you're being a little sensitive. We understand. We why why would be? I don't think I because I do it so often. I think I could forgive misspeaking. Can you? I think so. Yeah. If, well, I can forgive it if it's uh, some impromptu conversation like we're having now. But if it's a scripted teleprompter thing, well, yeah, uh, no. Or if you're filing a news report from the scene of a horrific accident, mm -hmm. be a little accurate. Thank you, Paul, for the update on the Yankees. Uh, they're going to win for the first time in several days. It's very uh, they, exciting. A pitcher for the Angels vomited on the field last night. I he saw had, that. He had like oh. illness and still beat the Yankees. That is a bad place to be as a professional baseball team when the dude is vomiting on the field and then still striking you out. Trash organization. Good talk. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, will, I will not agree to that. Listen, if you're vomiting and you can still uh, get guys out, mm -hmm. it's bad. Right. As you said right. that was good because he was doing his best not to uh he was doing his best not to yak that guy mm -hmm. and then the announcers were like oh it's got to be the heat could be right. the heat no right. it could have been a bad bagel right before the game yeah. i Maybe feel like salmon had been out too long i feel like marta is now trolling me by the way i see it in the chat lose none because they never gained any respect okay thank you for that cody's All gone right. I was fact-checking you. No, I'm fact-checking you on the things encoded in short-term memory before long-term memory. We 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 covered this on Curiosity Daily, but I can't find the story. Oh, I'm I glad I got you on something real. Yeah, no, I don't. Do I don't know. It logically, have to be that way. No, it, I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the science, so I can't confirm or deny. At this point. But you it's said no, time. very, very convincingly. Yeah, we I need you no to always remember the science. Yeah, there was only a, it was a yes or no question. You said no convincingly, and then you said I don't remember the science. I'm now confused. I'll forget this in a couple seconds, though, so we'll be fine. Write no, it on you, your arm, you, quick. You, you said it doesn't, ha you doesn't said have no. to be that way. It doesn't no. have to be that way, and I said no, which is no. You know, you I'm know not going to be cool if you spelled it out with some of those wires and yeah. glued them, glued them like a decoupage you know onto on. the wall. That would be cool. You know what the worst mistake that I currently make is, and it always made me mad, but now I do it quite often in text. Talking to me, you yeah, you both of that. Um, I, I use the wrong no, like N O W K N O W now. No, 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 I know what it is. I know what it is, but people mistype those things often. I do that a lot and it, it very much makes me sad. And I think it's just like the phone because I don't, I know what all those very simple words mean, but that's very embarrassing when you do that in a text or an email, you have the wrong no or now. Or you there, have, we yeah. get the concept yet? I feel like I confused you both for a second there. Well, because you said no, and then you then you said now. I you was said no, then you spelled out now. I was demonstrating now. the way in which I was I was oh. sending a wrong word, okay. intending mm. on one, sending a different one. Yeah, that no, I I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I knew what I know. Yeah, I got ten minutes left, and then I can't wait to sleep. Wow, what? <laughs> what? 
Well, I, I mean, the topic of the last 50 minutes is, is Craig an idiot, essentially. No, you no, you are the one who said <laughs> who brought it up. We're, we're doing this whole thing. I'm bobbing and weaving. I wish no, we need to go to Cody. We need to go. Cody was a, Cody officiated a wedding this week. Yeah, I did. Let's talk about that. I did. That was great. Craig the wants end. to know how it went. I do. <laughs> I would like to now. I don't know where any of in all of tonight is coming from. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're it's very good at talking. Picking. You're um, you're very good at talking, fine. and you know words. So I don't know where any of this is. Yeah. Did you have like two monster last, energy? No, the last one just seems mean. I was I was demonstrating a point on purpose. And now we're pretending I got it wrong. It just, it just, no, seems- we know, we, I know you were, you were demonstrating, I but I don't take, I don't take text misspellings. I, I don't count those. Yeah. I don't, I don't communicate a lot other ways. I know. That's most people don't. I know. It's disappointing. So that means the entirety of how a lot of people view me is based on what I text them. And I text incorrectly often. Or yeah, but I that's, isn't that socially acceptable? What? Don't- to- I don't like know. Like to, to misspell texts and not use punctuation and no capitalization. And mm-hmm. it, it goes against everything I learned and practice in writing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep focusing on Marta the Troll for me. Craig, Why? that comment never Why had your name typed. I don't know. I'm just Why? read them out loud. They're out there. I see Why? them. Why nice would you do that? Very kind person she is. Oh, my gosh. Um, I did. It was the second wedding I officiated yes. in the, this year. This year. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's weird. Uh, no, it was cool. I went to Rockford. Who got wedding? Who got wedding? Sister. sister. Well, it was sort of like public. You know, she did well, that. I know. I know. But she, other people don't know. All right. So my sister got married during the pandemic in a real Catholic church ceremony. And then it was like, it was like, hey, let's have like a, you know, the whole the shebang, you know, the, where you get the ceremony and you get the people there and friends and you can invite more than any. Well, it was quite the hoot nanny. It was a, a lovely hoot nanny. Downtown Rockford, I gotta say, man, like they got they've got some cool stuff down there now. They're really Rockford's really turning itself around, you know, in the downtown area. They have a so the Amrock building. Do you know Amrock? Is that like well known around Illinois? No, wasn't that what WLS used to be in the day? Amrock? No, <laughs> a little different. Uh Amrock like was a manufacturing uh facility and they they manufactured uh, like switch plates and doorknobs and cabinet tree like hardware and stuff like that. And it was a apparently I've heard this uh, secondhand. They did this experiment in uh, vertical assembly lines. So it was like a ten story building, let's say, and they'd send all the materials up to the top. They do some stuff, put it together, go down a level, put some stuff together, go down a level, etc. Uh, not really a successful experiment because it turns out it takes a lot of power and energy to move things up and down instead of, you know, just like across just an assembly line. Assembly line yeah. yeah. So they had this, so right downtown Rockford, you can see Davis park founders landing. There's this big building where like all the concerts are on the waterfront is there. All these big shows go there. And next to it was this big abandoned industrial Amrock building. And anyway, it got converted into this really cool hotel. So it's like all got the exposed brick and cement and really cool fixtures and uh, just a ton of space. And it was really neat. And it's just like, yeah, that whole area is kind of more developed now. So downtown Rockford's kind of like making this comeback. It is it was sweet. It's you know, it's Rockford, so it's compared to like the city, it's dirt cheap to go to. So it was uh it was a good time. Um, but that's that's where all the festivities were held. So uh I, I officiated and it was uh it was pretty rad. I told Craig I'd send him pictures of my uh of my baby later because he got Oh, to that's dress up. right. You saw it, Brian. I had to send I it did. to you right away because you have the Irish thing, but my baby wore a kilt. Aww. So, Matt, 
I know. Imagine a 10-month-old in a kilt. And I wanted to get your live reaction, Craig, but there's there's too much going on, I think, with the Google and the and the trolls and the vocabulary. I don't even know where your head's at right now. But next week, I'll text you during the show, and you can you can react in real time to how cute he is. Sounds lovely. And yeah. I have to say, it, it was an, an entire ensemble. Mm -hmm. it, oh. He was decked to the nines. Oh, yeah. Now, he had now, the, he had... now being Scott, is, is your uh, sister's side of the family, are they Scottish or Irish? So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we've got we've got some Scottish heritage and some Irish, Irish heritage. So we wore three different tartans, the party, because we've got Ooh. a Scottish clan and an Irish clan in our lineage. And then he has, I believe, a Scottish clan. So they wore their tartan. Part of my family wore one tartan. Part of my family wore the other tartan. So it was really... Uh, it was pretty sweet. Um, I just wore a tie. I just wore a black tux and a, and a the dad tartan tie. So nice. Um, there's cool ways to integrate it. You know, it did because my older brother's first wedding, everyone wore kilts. It was like full on Scottish. Let's all do the mm -hmm. whole thing. This was, you know, it didn't go quite that far. Uh, you know, the bridesmaids, groomsmen didn't wear kilts and stuff. The groom did, but uh, everyone else it was kind of a little more, you know, like a day, like a daisical. Is that that? See, now I don't know a word. Now we're all together. <laughs> Like it basically means just chill and like relaxed, right? I think. Yeah. No, I laid back. I think it means the extreme uh, example of something. I think that's what that means. Lackadaisical. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm <laughs> reading ultimatum. Jesus Christ. I'm going to go. Are you still I, looking for the good? You guys I was actually opening like, Google because I believed you because I don't know what the, I didn't, I actually didn't know what the word meant. So. Okay. Well, this has been fun. I really like you guys. It's a great time. Mark is my favorite listener. Unfortunately, I'm on summer hours. Otherwise, I would stay and we would chat about so many things. But darn it. Just darn it. This has been a fun one, though. I'm going to put this in the Hall of Fame for me. Are you okay? Submitting it to an award show of some kind. I'm actually just going to use it as my acceptance speech when I get that medal we were talking about earlier. I have back a, a podcast for me. I don't want to do any kind of speech. I have a medal just for being here. Uh, mm -hmm. I gave it. I, gave, I actually give myself a medal once a month. Uh, just for being a millennial, because I think that that's the way that we all should act. Right. You know, I thought that I was normal. Send, I can send you one too. Actually, I bet Amazon has a subscribe and save. Give yourself a medal slash trophy. Just dude. I wonder if Amazon actually has like a millennial, tr like award service subscribe and save. I would subscribe to that. I might just start doing it. Me too. I, I, I very much look forward to getting my first medal in the mail for something I didn't do. My achievement well, that didn't matter. The Kennedy Center's already got one on the way, allegedly. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm not, I'd hold out. I, I wouldn't get no. cheap in your Kennedy Center one by doing I something know. else. It, especially since my acceptance speech is so good. It's just this episode of the show. I can't wait to win the, the medal and then play this. Listen, before you go away in a huff, uh, in which, a huff. which it seems like you're going to do, well, uh, I'm in a good high. Hi. Oh, the only the I'm only first criticism was all I said was that you were using ultimatum wrong, and then we learned that you were not good with English from you. We learned yeah. that you were better in math. All this from yeah. you. We're gonna check the tape. The tape's gonna be checked at some point. We're gonna please use please go back. Throw in the review flag. We'll figure I think it out. The only the only person who used uh, derogatory adjectives for you was you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I challenge you to listen to tape. I, I, I do. I, I'm not uh, arguing any of that. I think we're good. I, this was a very fun show. I'm glad I prepped for this correctly. <laughs> well, give us one of your, give us one of the things. Well, you did. You brought in the millennial, uh, the millennial um, stuff. 
couple with deja vu claim that they remember a past life where they both were lesbians. This is a guy and a girl who were burned at the stake as witches in Ireland in 1500. This went viral on TikTok. Two uh, people in a couple talked about the fact that they remember a past life. They had a deja vu. They were witches that were lesbians in the in 1500, uh, and they were killed in Ireland. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on that radio show that I've mentioned that I have. You have a radio show. What I love about this story is that it demonstrates lowest common denominator, who apparently I am. Uh, you can succeed in those worlds because this is fascinating. I want to hear these two people talk about the memory they claim to have of a past life. You know, it's and it went viral on TikTok because other people were as fascinated as me. I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad you said claim to have had. So that's I, I know you haven't lost complete touch with reality. So that's good. Correct. Allegedly. You still have a healthy skepticism. I Hold like on, that. I'm going to barrel through some more. Uh, food writer get toasted for telling people to substitute bread for steak. That was a bad mistake. Bread steak went viral on Twitter. Wait, hold on. Dumbest they, thing ever. Nope, nope. I'm Wait. not explaining them. Jean shorts are coming back. A dad no. style staple is suddenly in fashion yet again. I Go saw that. I hated that. People. I hated that. Uh, it's not even a dad staple. I'm a dad. It's, it's not, not a, a dad staple. staple. These it's are not never been a dad. I've never staple. seen dad I'm Brian wear jean shorts in my life. I'll go cargo you, shorts or a dad staple. Who, who needs meme good. stocks when you can invest in shares of maturing whiskey barrels instead? That is a real thing. You mm. can throw money at a specific barrel of whiskey and hope to get paid off well with it. That's that makes me. sense. That that um, makes perfect sense to me. From Mashable.com and maybe mm -hmm. also Little Things. I hope that it's on there soon. Facebook. I hope I hope there's a booze story on Little Things. Facebook UFO group moderators don't understand why people won't join Facebook UFO group. I love that story. <laughs> why is that a story? What are you talking about? That's on Mashable.com. That is obviously oh, a story. It's Mashable. Yeah. UFOs are in the news. The moderators of a popular Facebook group don't know why they're not growing in, in crazy numbers. A Buddhist Speaking of that, did you see that Harvey Levin now, the guy from TMZ, is doing a big uh, UFO show? debunking or or going after all the the stories about the uh what are they calling them now they're not ufos they're uh some sort of flying uh it is a tempting called. way to draw me in but i said i'm not having a conversation i'm making statements <laughs> and i'm leaving buddhist Ooh. monk has saved tens of thousands of stray dogs in a 27 year period that guy's a hero to many 27 years saved a bunch of dogs thousands of dogs Buddhist monk one last where do one. they go not, not necessarily a hero it could uh devastate the ecosystem Okay, ignoring so that. Depending on the context, I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know. Well, he Craig doesn't have time to share. Well, mom, sure, yeah. Mom brings toddler to job interview and viral video demonstrating the need for child care and the child care crisis. That is adorable. I will say that, that if a kid showed up at a job interview, I'd be much more likely to hire any individual. Really? They brought a kid. Well, yeah, I think so. Like, wouldn't you have... No, I'm not doing it. Hold on. That's not right. What if it's not I, a cute I, kid? What if it's like, yeah. what if it's one of those babies but, and you're like, mm, that's not a God, cute kid. I had kid. a good time. You know, no, I don't, I, I don't cotton to that. Items. I don't like it. I think part of wow. the reality is may vary, uh, like, like existence. The variance comes from it. Not always being clear when anyone is being sarcastic. Like, not crystal clear. Like, we know each other pretty well, so we're usually mm -hmm. pretty sure. But I think there's things that I say sometimes that you're like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, I was kidding. There's definitely things you say, and you get me all the time. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, we're very on brand all the time. Always got to be on brand. It does, you know, what? Uh, we can't stick to it. We, 
you know, we all have things that we needed to talk about, but we can't all get to them. We can't, you know, <laughs> some things, sometimes things just take off. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to have a, uh, a conversation about language, but you know, I am always down for that. You are, I, we've had I, some fun language chats, which is why I knew that you hate the term adulting. Cause you've talked about that for years. Yes, I hate it. Uh, I, there's, there's a lot of phrases that just drive me crazy, but adulting is anytime you take a, add ing to make a noun, some sort of verb or an adjective, it bothers me. Yeah. Because you're lazy and you're a hack and it just, it makes no, it, it doesn't mean anything. You think it means something because you see a bunch of people do it on Instagram and you know, uh, Facebook, but it means nothing. It doesn't mean anything, you know, Drinking. Um, I'm drinking. That's that's <laughs> the proper word for an ing. Um, you know, not I'm alcoholicking. I'm not gonna. What, what am I gonna post a picture of me at a brewery? Hey, I'm alcoholicking today. No, I'm having a beer. That's what I'm doing. It's not adulting because mm -hmm. I did it when I was not an adult. So it mm -hmm. has it has nothing to do with my chronological age. It just uh, it just is. Well, it's just wrong. Well, I was officiating this weekend, and Brian, I gotta give you a piece of advice. Uh, cause you've officiated a fine wedding, very fine wedding. I did one, one. still well, honestly, holding the, the couple still married. As far as I know, as far as I know, uh, very like the best wedding I've ever been to actually be officiated, believe it or not, you're a big part of that. <laughs> but, uh, if you, if you really want to knock it out of the park, uh, do you, you got to officiate a wedding that isn't, it's not, doesn't really count as the wedding. Cause I oh, think, cause, it, cause they were already married. Uh, you're right. And I think expectations were lower. I don't know, but apparently I knocked it out of the park. Uh, really? Like I, I, yeah, there were, there were, I would have expected nothing less to be honest with you. Well, thank you. I spent at least 20 hours writing and refining it. Wow. Like literally. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I mean, I took it seriously. It's my sister, dude. Like yeah, it's I, your yeah, sister. I, of course. I mean, you took mine seriously. I'm sure it was, of I'm course. sure it was close to 20 for you at least. It as was, well. yeah, it was a lot. So, you know, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't know where expectations were at. I know it did well, but I, I think I attribute part of the response to maybe people just thinking that it was going to be kind of like, oh, you know, just like talk for 10 minutes and just kind of go through the motion. It's really just an excuse, you know, maybe theoretically in someone's mind for her to just show off the dress to people, which was amazing. Show off the dress, you know, get to do the walk, get to walk out, you know, kind of. But uh, no, I I put a lot into it and uh uh, it was it was well received. So I, I, everybody was really happy. It was great. I'm glad that she got to have a you know her weekend, and it was pretty cool. That's very so. nice. And the, so the reason I was wondering if your um, brother-in-law was of Scottish or Irish descent was because you know if people are unaware, they might have looked at your son and and you guys when you put on the kilts or when people put on the kilts, you go, eh, what is that? It's a kind of a dress, yeah. Because we had that happened this weekend we i was what? i went to my cousin's son's baptism and our side of the family obviously 100 irish the mom's side of the family is polish from poland and it's been a tradition in my family when i was born my dad's aunt who had come from ireland to take care of my my dad and my aunt after their mom died um had a baptismal gown made in ireland modeled after the baptismal gown worn by the Kennedy children. Right. So it was this beautiful, long lace gown. All my brothers have worn it. 
Most of my cousins have worn it. Uh, my three nieces, my four nieces have all worn it. One of them switched, like she wore it for half, ours for half, and then her, my sister-in-law's family had one, and so she wore it. So it's been around for well over 50 years, this gown. And it always resides at my mom's house. No matter who uses it, it always comes back to my mom's. So anyway, my cousin's son, Patrick, was getting baptized. And uh, they said, hey, we'd, we'd like to have him baptized in it because his dad was baptized in it, I think. And uh, so he brought he brought the baby over a couple of weeks ago, tried it on. It all worked. It was great. Anyway, Irish people and Italian people all seem to – the baptismal gown is a thing. In the Polish culture, it's not a thing. So there was a lot of uh, discussion about why uh, this boy had to wear a dress yesterday. A lot of, lot of dress comments um, mm. or Sunday, which was fine. But uh, then because then after, you know, he got baptized in the gown and it was cool. I got to hold him and get a picture. So it's like the first, the alpha and the omega of wearing the dress to this point were there, the gown. Um, but then they switched him after we got to the restaurant for the lunch. Uh, he was in the gown for a little bit and then they put on his, um, his tuxedo, his white satin tuxedo. He, he looked great. He looked like a little lounge singer. It's like, Hey, bop -a -dip. but nobody. And then I heard his uncles on the, on his mom's side, the Polish uncles walk by and go, Oh, now at least he looks okay. And I was like, dude, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to throw down. But it was nice. They, uh, I hadn't had Polish food in years. It's very, uh, it's very tasty, but it's very heavy. You ever yeah. had Polish food? Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, but the last time, this is, uh, listen, uh, you're gonna cancel me. Somebody's gonna cancel me. That's okay. But this is fact. Last time I went to a Polish restaurant was over 30 years ago, and it was a very warm day. In Chicago? Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't, it's, it's just not a cuisine that I have a lot. Yeah, okay. No, but I've yeah. had, I mean, I've had pierogies and stuff since, and I've had okay. stuff, I just haven't been to a Polish restaurant, you know? Sure. Um, well, one of the, uh, the waitress who was taking care of us back 30 years ago uh, had not shaved her underarms, and they wear the cap sleeve thing so every time she reached over me to like pour water or something i had a big sweaty hairy pit in my face and so uh that kind of turned me off to the to that now the other the sunday that didn't seem to be a problem all the waitresses were very lovely uh they i didn't notice any uh underarms i think they had actual short sleeve uniforms on so you couldn't see them so that was fine but uh yeah they this was a uh, i didn't realize this in the polish culture they baptisms are given almost the same import as a wedding. So there was an open bar. And then on every table, there was a bottle of this lemon kind of vodka. Cause I saw this bottle at the end of the table in an ice chest and some shot glasses. And I asked, uh, I asked one of, uh, my cousin's brother-in-laws like, Hey, what's this? Uh, you know, what's this? Oh, that is Polish vodka. It's very smooth. It's with lemon. You just drink it. Uh, it goes down very easy. You just do shots. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm, uh, so I did one and I go, oh man, this is dangerous. Uh, you know, cause it, it was really smooth. It was, it was almost like a lemoncello kind of deal. 
Oh, uh, so yeah, but I don't need to be doing shots at, uh, you know, one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in some uh, Polish restaurant way out South. I gotta be, I gotta be on my toes to get home. Yeah. But so I said to him, I go, man, this is dangerous. It's uh, it doesn't taste like it is. And then he goes, yeah, but you're Irish. You can drink. <laughs> nice. Like, man, a lot of, a lot of Irish slams coming my way. No, well, cause I had walk, walking in with Debbie. I go, listen, Debbie. No Polish jokes, all right? <laughs> I would never. That's I. You'd be the way. I would never do anything like that. I'm like, oh, man, just you know, keep uh, keep it on. Yeah, I uh, the but it was man. It was it was fun. It was a big. It's a big deal, man. They had uh, there was a ba- a little band. There was food and booze and man. I tried a Polish beer. I can't pronounce it. Don't ask me. I tried. I asked. I asked both bartenders if they would pronounce it for me. And they could, said it, and I tried to repeat it, and I couldn't do it. And I felt awful. Rumspringa. No, that's the Amish uh, spring break where they go out oh. and they, uh, they get drunk and hump. Uh, cool. Nothing to do with Polish beer. But I did see, I did see, listen, listen Cody, you know I'm, I'm woke, right? I'm open to other cultures. I try to allow uh, things in. Those are three different things, uh, but we'll Correct. say the second two because those are the good ones. Yeah, woke is junk. woke is a little woke's yeah. got woke's jumped the shark a little bit. Let's let's yeah. just uh, let's, let's just let's say let's I be... try to experience if I'm in another if I'm in another area or like country or if I'm with people of another culture or background and they're doing so I try to I try to learn about it and you know get some of it. Perfect. So. They, my brother and I are standing at the bar when we first get there and we see the bartender, he's pouring, you know, the tap beer of this, this brand of beer. And then he's putting something in it and stirring it. And a lot of the guys at the bar are drinking this. So I'm like, we got to find out what this is. This looks like, this looks like an insider deal. Like you got to be in the know. And, uh, so I said, Hey, what's, uh, what are you putting in the beer? Or what are you putting in there? And he, Oh, it's this draft beer. I go, no, no, no. I know that, but then I see you pour something in there and stir it, and all these guys are drinking. He's, oh yes, we take this, and he picks up this bottle, this raspberry syrup, and we pour it in there. I was like, "All right, bring it." So I tried one of those. Um, I didn't care for it, right. but I drank it. it. It like Debbie thought it would. Debbie took a sip. She thought it was too sweet, but I didn't think it was sweet. I thought it was something else. It was uh, not it- tart. It was just yeah. I didn't like. You it. put it in the beer. Yes, and you stir it up, and the beer by itself was really good. Huh. But the beer with this raspberry, th- and it was wildly popular. All the kids were doing it. Well, as we know, you dislike sours. I I hate sours with a passion. Right. So your your raspberry sounds yeah that sounds that sounds not up your alley. So was this the largest gathering you've been to since the things opened up back up? Y- yes. Uh, I went to a memorial service and that wasn't quite as big. Uh, but this one, this one, because the restaurant, we had half the restaurant was the, this party, but then the rest of the restaurant was packed too. And people were outside. It was, the, the joint was jumping. I'll give it a plug. The heritage house, uh, right. out in, uh, I think it's in Crestwood or something like that, like 123rd in Harlem. It was, re- it was really good, but, um, yeah, there were a lot of people. And people were, you know, there were no masks, obviously, and people are moving back and forth. And you know what? I didn't care. I didn't care. I was having fun. 
Uh, I had some sort of uh, raspberry syrup beer, a couple shots of uh, Polish lemon vodka, and a lot of really heavy food. So I was good to go. Yeah. Um, so Ice Bag John was at my sister's oh, wedding. Sure he was. Good old Ice Bag John. You may remember Ice Bag him. John? Uh, he's fine. He's exactly the same. Uh, you, uh, listener, may remember him, but I hope you don't. So Ice Bag John... <laughs> <laughs> he's just a friend of mine, kind of. He, he's uh, so anyway. He said I did such a great job officiating that when we, I somehow got in the bar line with him, and when we got to the front, uh, he asked me if I wanted to do a shot. So he got me a shot of Rumplemints. Uh, oh wow, that's a which blast is like, from the past. It's like fifty percent. Is it it's, that high? It apparently I didn't know that, but when I had some, I was like, this tastes like grain alcohol. So yeah, I had a shot of Rumplemints at the start of this reception. So I was start got a good start. I thought Rumplemints was the peppermint one, isn't it? I thought so too, but I think it's uh peppermint schnapps. Yeah, not that it's not. That. Yeah, but it is. It has a high alcohol content, one hundred proof. Yeah, fifty percent ABV. <clears throat> yeah. Holy cow! Oh yeah, no, I got the peppermint, but it it had a yeah, bite. So I didn't get, I didn't actually really get super drunk at the wedding, which is nice. But that is um, nice because your son was there, your infants or your toddler son. We set up this whole elaborate scheme to have him babysat after pictures. Oh, very yeah. nice. So, uh, yeah, so a couple of things. So, I mean, my sister didn't mind people seeing her in the dress because. Uh, you know, aforementioned reasons because the circumstances. So we did all the pictures beforehand and that included my baby who is adorable. And then uh, one of our family friends, actually one of the ladies that was in our wedding, our wedding uh, came into Rockford and uh, my, my parents got him an Airbnb. And so she took the kid and she has a couple of kids and they just went back and hung out for the night. Oh, so, nice. Huge favor. But the, their family got a little mini vacation out of it, which they were very gracious about. But because there's stuff, there's a ton of parks in Rockford. They is were like, really? oh, oh, my God. Are you kidding? Rockford's, I've heard Rockford's Park District is like one of the best in the state or something. Someone once told me that they have some of the best golf courses in the country. In which, Rockford? It sounds super random, but right? Like, no, I mean, the you know, say what you will about the schools and the uh, roads, but the park districts are phenomenal. There's a zillion parks. Um, so they were just going on nature trails and they're doing all these forest walks. They ended up at the Anderson Gardens, I'm pretty sure. This like amazing Japanese gardens in Rockford. Oh, wow. Um, there's a good, you know, every time I go back, I kind of like it more. Really? You know, may, maybe it's just because I because I don't live there, but I, I really, I really got a soft spot for home. Well, that's you know. your, yeah, it's where you grew up. So why wouldn't you have a soft spot for it? And there's amenities that I just wouldn't have appreciated when I was little, you know, like the big botanic gardens. It's, you know, that's a thing I'll go to Is with my wife. Is it still one of the most dangerous cities in the country? Probably, probably. All right, I'm just wondering. Because uh, that, would, that would take away from all the beautiful amenities. There's issues, yeah. There's some, there's some parks I wouldn't go to. Okay. So, but, you know. Yeah, but what is it, why, how is that different than anywhere else on the planet? True, true. Um. I don't know. So all in all, it was it, 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 that that was that was great. It was nice to have a babysitter for a night, you know. Yeah, how about it? Especially somebody you knew. Yeah. So I mean, it's somebody that you were very comfortable with, not just some random well, high school kid from the neighborhood. Have well, you had a random high school kid from the neighborhood yet? Not yet. Not yet. No. We, we'll get there. What, really, I just reauthenticated my VPN literally twice right before we started. 
my VPN just it's just like oh, I hate you. I'll get kicked off for a sec. It'll be fine. All right, we'll listen. Um, but the uh, we had to rely on somebody from out of town because everyone in my extended family was at the wedding. All right, you know. Yeah, how are they? Yeah. Now, did your was it just so you guys could have fun, or did your sister and brother in law have the uh, the no kids at the wedding policy, which I'm a fan of? Oh no, they didn't have a no kids policy. Um, but. Oh, there goes Cody. He will be back to uh, talk more about it. Uh, while he's gone, I will remind everybody to listen to Craig tomorrow and every day from 3 to 6 on WMBD. He left before we could get the uh, the plug in for him, so we want to make sure that we want to make sure that he gets his plug as uh, as anybody would. So don't forget to listen to Craig. I was giving Craig left without his plug, so I was giving him his plug. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh it was not a no kids allowed wedding, I don't think. Because okay. really, the only youngins I know of are my son and my uh, my future niece, my uh, brother's fiance's daughter, uh, and they they both again had they both went with the uh, our friend who was the sitter. So I nice. don't know. There probably were other people with kids, but they had they just got sitters. I don't know. But yeah, I I, I think you know I've seen um, I've seen it both ways. I don't I think having kids at the at the ceremony is fine, but you know little kids at a late night wedding or a wedding is. I don't know. I, I don't mind. I know some people get all up in arms if if brides say, uh, you know, no kids allowed. It's adult only. Well, what am I supposed to do with my kid? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Get a babysitter or don't come. That's Those are your options right there. Well, yeah. And I can get it from the bride's point of view because you don't want attention taken away from the bride, right? Well, or you but, don't want it disrupted. You don't want, you know. That. No, like I'm, I'm talking about at the reception. At the church, you bring the kids, you know, get the family but, pictures. But at the reception, if the kid is big enough to stand and they can dance and that's the cutest thing in the world. All right. I'll give you that until, uh, until the kid is disrupting things. Sure. And I don't want that. But yeah. having been to weddings where they've got a two-year-old who's just learning how to walk or one and a half, whatever, just learning how to walk, you know, all the girls swarm around and take his, their little hands and they, you know, they're doing the dancing. Oh my sure. God. Or their oh. little girl is dancing on her dad's shoes. It's, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when my brother got married, Molly had, it was on Molly's first birthday and it was, the wedding was in Philadelphia and we were all there. And so, but uh, my sister-in-law had, her family had some young kids too, so everybody came. But uh, you know, we made sure that when Molly got crankety, there was we had already arranged for you know some babysitters upstairs, so that after the kids were there for a little bit, then the kids could go upstairs. You know, so they weren't there till they weren't there till the bitter end. But they were there during dinner and the first couple dances. Then it was like, okay, let's take the kids upstairs, and uh, you know, and that's fine. But it's not, you know, it, it's, I, I just, I'm always amazed when there are people who get upset that they can't bring their kids because I love my daughter, but there were times when I wanted to have a night away and I'm sure you're the same way with your son. There's uh -huh. times when, you know, as much as you love them, it'd be like, wouldn't it be fun tonight to, to let somebody else watch them so we could do whatever the hell we want? Yeah. You know, cause we'll be home in a couple hours. It's not like we're leaving him. We're, we're going to be back. We just, you know, want to go somewhere that doesn't have high chairs and uh, sippy cups, you know? Right. And no kids menu. 
We want to go where grownups eat and talk Although, to grownups. I'll order off the kids' menu. What the heck? Will you? What are you going to eat? Chicken, chicken fingers? Oh, man. God, chicken fingers. Something happened with chicken fingers in me in the last week. I don't remember what. Debbie That's and Molly weird... wanted to order chicken fingers the other night. Uh, chicken planks, they call them now, you know. So they go, let's go, let's get wings. Molly was over because we've taken care of Walter now for the past couple weekends. And because um, she had stuff to do. She was going like she was she went up to Milwaukee Saturday all day with uh, for some going away party stay over thing. So we took care of Walter, which is fine. Walter, you know, we have two dogs. So one more little, you know, one more little dog running around is and he's gotten better. Cause he knows the lay of the land now, mm. but so, um, Molly was here Friday night and Debbie and she were like, let's get wings. I was like, all right. Well, they didn't order wings. They ordered chicken, fing chicken fingers, chicken planks, chicken tenders, whatever the hell they, that was all they wanted. Oh, the chicken tenders. Oh, these are the best chicken tenders. Oh my God. These are the best, best chicken tenders at Wingstop. Oh my God. Went crazy for the tenders. Chicken planks. Well, that's what we used to call them when I worked at Long John Silver's. Back in the day. Oh, 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 but those, those are different. Well, they're like chicken. They're, they're bigger. They're chicken tenders. But they're, you know? they're rectangles, right? Aren't they like the perfect rectangles? Or am I no, thinking they're, of fish sticks? You're thinking of fish sticks. I think of fish sticks. Well, no, they, no, they're more, the ones at Long John Silver's, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. Long John Silver's, this was a long, long time ago when I was in high school. I don't know how. You know, if they were processed, whatever they were, but they were good because of the breading. Uh, these are chicken, chicken tenders, chicken fingers, whatever you want to call them. They're the same thing. You, you know, they coat them, they deep fry them, they put them in sauce. They're like, okay, fantastic. You know, speaking of food, I got to my one gripe about the hotel, and I get why they're still doing it. But when we get out for breakfast, it's like free breakfast. Great. Hey. Can't wait. Can't wait to go get the free breakfast. Well, they don't have the, they don't have the food out. You know, oh right. You got to go order it from the bar, the like hot bar, and uh, I didn't like that at all. I get right, it. It was COVID. made fresh, wasn't it? Yeah, it's no, it's a no, 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 no. Here's here's the all right. So they got you know they got the big you know bucket thing with the uh, with the eggs, and then next to that okay. one with the sausage, then the bacon and the, all that. Uh, oh, okay. But they're all but but they're walled off. So they put two tables, you know, holding him off. Then they were over oh. to the side. Then there was also an omelet station in the middle. And then on the right was like the cereal and the milk and stuff like that. But you had to go up and wait in line and go up and ask for them to give you anything because the COVID okay. stuff or whatever. Right. Super annoying. Super annoying. Uh, Why? Because people couldn't decide what they wanted? Yeah. Well, dude, the first day... They served breakfast because uh, we we stayed the night before the wedding because I wanted to be at the hotel the day day of just to you know be yeah. all set. Uh, yeah, they stopped serving breakfast at like nine nine thirty. I'm not a morning person. You know, we get down there like fifteen minutes before, and they were like, "Hey, sorry, the line's closed because there's like ten people in line ordering oh. omelets." And it's like you got come on, you can't you can't put out like you can't put out the plastic packs of golden grams, right? Like no one's yeah. gonna walk over and sneeze on the golden grams temple you just grab a thing you know yes just grab it no they're taking some of that now i'm trying to last time oh when we stayed at a hotel uh last time was in new orleans when we went to bring molly back they had like a bagged breakfast so it was huh. an apple and a juice and uh like a 
I don't know, like a granola bar, kind of a neutral grain, something, something like that. And then they had the coffee and stuff. You could go get your own coffee. But if you wanted food, it was like, Hey, here, here's a, here's a bag of breakfasty type items. No, I don't like, I, first of all, I don't like that either. Second of all, the coffee was communal. You could just go up and get the coffee. So if you can go and get the coffee anyway, and they got the cups out there in the stack, one would, one would, it would follow that would, uh, the penultimate decision at that point is to put <laughs> is to put the the thing at the other uh that was a callback um i'm trying to think of the other words i couldn't i what was the word i couldn't remember earlier uh lackadaisical lackadaisical right they were being mm-hmm. very la- they weren't being lackadaisical enough or they were depending on how you define it doesn't Sounds matter like they were being too militant in their enforcement of the rules Wow, there you get. I don't know. I was, I was not a fan, so I was just ready to jump over it and just grab all the bacon and just bring it home, you know, because I like to do that. I enjoy. Uh, I always look for a free breakfast hotel, a hotel that because to me, I want to get the day started. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a, new, you go to a place and you got to wait, and breakfast takes an hour, hour and a half. I want to, I want to go downstairs wolf down some runny eggs or whatever they've got, maybe a bowl of cereal. And then I want to get my day started. I want to be out uh, looking around the town. If I'm on vacation, if I'm uh, somewhere else, I want to get, get to the day. I don't want to have to go out. I like going out to breakfast. If we're home on a Sunday, occasionally we, you know, it's been geez, what a year and a half since we went out to breakfast. But I mean that I lo- that I don't mind. Cause I don't want to have anything else to do, yeah. but if I have a chance to, even if it's, even if it's a uh, mediocre to borderline poor breakfast, if it's just like uh, cold cereal and yogurt, and maybe they've got uh, the hot water coming out of the coffee machine and the bagged Quaker Oats oatmeal, I'll make do. That's fine, you know, because then I figure we'll be out and we'll have lunch or whatever. But um, it's always it's always nice when you get a surprise and it's a place that does a really good breakfast that's included you know? you know yeah at uh at gen con every year i think i've talked about this but we are obs- my friends my friend group and i that go every year the big gaming convention in downtown indianapolis we are obsessed with getting a hotel connected or a hotel connected to the convention center via skywalk the Westin is prime real estate it's right in the middle of the convention center basically quick skywalk Westin marriott's pretty good there's a and then there's one on one other one that's like right there basically. So we've all you we always get these rooms. One year, two, three years ago, we didn't get that room. We got a room. We had to get a hotel like like an eight minute walk away. Oh. But they had breakfast, which mm-hmm. at the Westin, I mean, just forget about it. The Westin, you go downstairs. There's one tiny Starbucks, like. Yeah. Like literally smaller than my office that I'm in right now. Just a minuscule Starbucks with a line, 80 people. Everyone wants their coffee. Uh, Takes forever. Super overpriced. No food or like bad food. Or alternately, you go across. You you have to walk like 10 minutes to a corner bakery. There are not a lot of good breakfast options in downtown Indy. And uh, and then you got to wait for that whole rigmarole. And then they got to. It takes like an hour and a half. It's like you said, you can't get your day started. So. I like being in the thick of things. I I like parking at the Westin and seeing the traffic go by and all the cosplayers and stuff. But but God, it was tempting to just keep going back to that off-campus hotel just to, you know, get rolling. You know, I'll take yeah. that 10 minutes and just get rolling. Walk downstairs, get some breakfast. I am always amazed by the people who 
like you, they, they're waiting till the last possible minute. They've slept later or and they're coming down in their jammies and their slippers. And I'm like, eh, I kind of get it. But there's a part of me that's like, really, you couldn't throw on clothes to come down. And they're, you know, most of them, they're just grabbing stuff to take back to their room. I don't, you know, but it, it's always funny being, being, because you see people who are up, you can tell they're early risers and they're all, they're pressed and they're ready to go. And they're, man, they can't wait. And their families are all upbeat. And you want to just punch them in the throat because they're so happy. And then there's a people you can tell are really hungover or really tired. And they're dragging their ass up to that, uh, the buffet line. And then you got the kids who always, you know, it's, a hotel breakfast bar is the ultimate arbiter of good taste and good manners because <laughs> people will just wander into line with their droopy ass pajama pants and their slippers. It's like, Hey, what? no, you don't get to, you know, and there, everybody's waiting for the little make your own waffle thing where you get a shot glass of waffle mix and you pour it in the machine. And mm -hmm. those are fun. Have you seen the conveyor belt pancake machines at some of these places? conveyor it's belt yeah it's the same kind of deal you pour a little bit of pancake mix and it goes through this machine like an easy bake oven then it spits yes. out a couple pancakes yes yeah those i never weird. bother with that stuff well i think i think i figured out the best of both worlds hmm. from now on we'll just stay at the hotel connected to the convention center walk to the other hotel eat their breakfast even though we're not staying there and just go to the convention center. No one will ever know. Come on. No one will ever know unless Gen Con president is watching this podcast, in which case, you know, I love that convention. I know so. you love the convention. I don't know how you, well, you'd have to walk past the front desk to eat, to get into the hotel to eat. Cause you can't get in the other doors. Cause you don't have a key. No, 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 no. There is a, uh, there is some kind of underground walkway thing that gets you into the basement or no, you can go through the parking garage into the hotel you don't yep. have to have a key to get from the parking that doesn't sound right nope don't need sound one. safe at all you can nah. just wander any any ne'er-do-well can wander in from the parking lot to the hotel yeah oh that's i would never stay there then it's not a high breakfast no i don't want anybody having i don't want uh, people just having i'm talking i don't care about you stealing you know a couple eggs that's fine with me i'm talking about you know serial killers having unlimited unfettered access to the hotel to just walk in through the uh, parking garage. You're one of those people that likes to swipe the key card on the elevator. No. To get to your floor. Because I can't no. stand that. No, See, I don't want to do that. But I, no. I don't I don't mind uh, the external doors to the hotel having to swipe my key to get into the actual building. Once I'm in the building, I belong in the building. So I'm going, I want to go up and down the elevator. Fine. But. You know, the front door by the front desk is always open so people can come in, obviously, and register and all that. But normally the other doors. That's true. You have to you have to have some sort of key to access those those doors that are out of sight from the front desk. I may be misremembering. I'm not sure. I don't remember the hotel security, the uh, off campus hotel uh, in downtown Indianapolis. Maybe I need to. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to. Well, I'm going to have to refresh my memory because I didn't go last year because it got canceled. Are you going this year? This year? This year, Gen Con is like a hybrid part online, part offline. And my friends and I were like, we're not going to pay full price for the exorbitant hotel costs and right. to all travel to have like a, a, a downsized convention. Now, in retrospect, I think we made the wrong choice because Ooh. here's the thing. Gen Con has 60,000 people. Right. There are 5 million things to do at Gen Con. There okay. are games galore. Like you couldn't, you couldn't possibly hope to do 
one ten thousandth of the things at Gen Con. Even All if right. they scaled it down a hundred times, like it would still be absurdly large. And honestly, less crowded seems like it'd be pretty fun. So we should have gone, but I didn't want to go because they kept sending out surveys and they were like, what would make you feel safe at Gen Con? And the options were things like before you enter the exhibit hall, getting a temperature check and having to wear a mask throughout the entire event and things like that. And I'm just like, that sounds physically uncomfortable. And the lines are going to be exorbitant because they're yeah. going to be, you know, do, 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 do with the heads. And I was and like, I don't want to mean anything that. anyway. The the temperature check yes. was always a ruse. Yes. It's, 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 so it always like this performative thing. And I was like, yeah, so I, I guess, I guess I don't regret it. Maybe it will be uh, hellacious, but I'm, I'm just having some friends over in late August for a weekend of gaming. And we're just going to doing your own Gen Con. Like I did last year. Will the cloak be on? Oh yeah, I will. I usually I wear the cloak. I just took it off because it's hot in my office right now. I don't blame you. Again, now have you given up, Doctor uh, Doctor Detroit, Doctor Evil, Doctor uh, Horrible, yeah. Marcus Welby? Have you given him up? Kind of played out. Okay, I don't know. It's, it's a great costume. Culture. No, it's a great costume, but I've worn it a lot and I'm gaining weight. So, <laughs> so all three of us need to get back. And uh, Craig already said he was going to try. So. And I am trying. I'm, I'm I doing, am trying as well. You I'm are doing miserably. What? Why? I don't know. Because I don't. It's all psychological. I'm doing pretty good. I've I'm, I've done better over the last month. I because here's the thing. This is very deep, very deep and psychological. All right. I thought when I lost all the weight that my life would change drastically. Uh, it did not. It did mm. in a few ways, but not not drastically. And then you know, the last year has just been rough for everybody. You right. Know, there's no, and this, it was, this last year was exceptionally rough for me. Um, I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm just saying me personally, it was a very bad year. And uh, so I kind of let myself go. And now it's like, well, is it really even going to matter if I, but it does matter. So I, you know, cause I have way too many really cool Tommy Bahama shirts that I, I must, must wear. Yeah. So that's now it's all vanity. Now I don't care about anything else. It's just vanity. I don't care about a number. I don't care about anything. I just want uh, a certain size, you know, and things are moving in the right direction, but uh, it takes, you know, it, it didn't all come on overnight, so it can't come back off of, but I'm not, I'm still having, it's not like I've gained back everything I lost, but I gained back a chunk, you know, more, more chunk than I wanted to, but yeah. So. Yeah, it happens. Now we've we've done research on uh, the all or nothing mentality too, where like kind of feels like if you're not doing a hundred percent of something, then it's like you kind of lose the motivation, or you're like, oh well, like like some people might start a routine and they're like, I'll go three days a week, and then they do it for like three weeks, then they miss a day, and then they're like, well, I missed it, so yep. now I might as well just stop or whatever. So that that's a that's a normal yep. reaction, yeah. I think. And well, this is a, this July eleventh. Okay. It's ten years. 10 oh, years wow. ago, I started losing the weight. Oh, my God. July 11th, 2011 was when I said, no mas. I pulled the Roberto Duran and I walked away. Wow. So, yeah. You never know. <laughs> but, yes, that makes sense, the all or nothing, because I've I've gone through that. I think everybody has, where you're working, 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 and then it's like, oh, see, now I screwed up. Might as well chuck the whole thing. Yeah. Forget about it. Oh man, I had a piece of pizza. I might as well eat an entire chocolate cake. What? How does that? That doesn't make any sense. 
that's how it goes. Yeah. You know? It's so weird. Uh, I said things are really hard. Uh, so you and I are both extroverts. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. And like, so I'm working from home now, obviously. I don't see a lot of mm -hmm. people. And um, a couple of times I've, I've like gotten really down. And then my wife will be like, you're not seeing anybody. You don't talk to anybody. No, but it's like, very difficult. But like in the moment, sometimes, like in the moment, I like, I almost always tell myself, I'm like, this is fine. Like I can do this. You know, I'm working from home. I like that this is fine. There's no problem, you know, whatever. And like, there are problems that are so like just like there that you don't even like see them or notice them. And I, it, like, it'll be like two weeks and it'll, I'll be like, wow, I haven't left the house in like six days. Uh, and you are the only person I've talked to in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's affecting me in ways that I'm not totally cognizant of. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, well, and then the only other person around is an infant. Right. And while he's adorable, he's probably not a great conversationalist yet. He's getting better. He's getting uh, better. Well, yeah, that's why I said yet. <laughs> I didn't. Could, I didn't totally discount his ability to hold a, a scintillating conversation. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I, so if you're watching or listening, um, you you occasionally hit a moment and you're like, I'm really not happy right now. It, maybe you just think you're fine and uh, you know just catch yourself a break. I don't know. I've 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 been happy to be a little more talking to humans. You yes. know. That's why I like, you know, uh, last week I went into TMJ for the first time in a long time, in a year and Whoa. a half. I went into the building. It happened to be, oh, I told, well, I told this to Craig last week. Uh, I thought, well, it was a, a midday shift and I thought, well, I'll go in, you know, I'll see everybody. And blah, blah. Well, I forgot that it was, uh, everybody was celebrating uh, uh, what was, Pride? what did we just have? What was the, what was the last holiday we just had? The new holiday. Why can't I think of it? Oh, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. I was like, why am I blanking on Juneteenth? <laughs> Everybody had Juneteenth off. So there was nobody, there was nobody there. It was just like when I used to go in on the oh. weekends. I was like, Ugh. but I did get to see a few people and it was nice to be, it was nice to be back. But then as I'm there, I'm like, man, I really like the commute from home when I do the shows at home, you know, to walk from the bathroom over here is like eight feet. I can do that. It's not an hour and a half each way, but there was something about just being in the studio or like being at the restaurant the other day, or it just, I'm, you know, as much as I play the curmudgeon and a lot of that is, is a hundred percent true that I am, uh, I am kind of antisocial to a point. Sure. But occasionally I like being able to talk, well, like to talk to you guys on Tuesday nights or, and uh, then do the other, the, the other events that I'm doing, where I get to talk to people, even though we're talking to them via Zoom, uh, it, that part is nice. But I, I yeah. got tonight. I actually went to a place that had. I went to pick up uh, some tacos because it's Taco Tuesday, right? And this place near the house has a great deal on Tuesdays for their tacos, and their tacos are very good. Excuse me, one just came back to say hi. So <laughs> I went, and I now I have. I keep a couple masks in the car. But I'm not one of these people who is going to wear one if I don't need one. So I park the car and I walk over and there's a big sign on the door. It says, you're required to wear a mask to enter. And I'm like, huh, okay. I walk back to the car. I got it. I came in. But then I walk in and I guess because everybody else was at a table eating, nobody had a mask on. I'm like, hold on. Is this some sort of ruse? Am I being punked? Uh -oh. um, the people behind the counter had masks on. 
And I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. I was like, okay. Cause I walked out, I took a mask off, tossed it in the car. It's there. If I go somewhere else that I need to wear a mask. Uh, Cause I thought we got to church the other day for the baptism. And I was like, oh man, I wonder if we're going to need a mask. And now at the memorial service I had been to two weeks ago, you didn't need one. The priest, uh, the priest was like, listen, if uh, you know, we're, we're, everybody's trying to be safe. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. So I uh, didn't. But we ended up, we got into church, and uh, do you mind if I go on a little anti-Catholic church rant for just a Oh, second? no. Just a little bit, a little bit. So yeah. one, there was, uh, th this this was the thing. Uh, I have a long relationship with the church. I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, you know, uh, parted ways about halfway through college, in and out, you know, lapsed Catholic, I guess you would call me. I have a spiritual belief, so I, you know, but there's a lot, a lot of the in institutionalized stuff of the church I'm, I don't cotton to. So we get there, and there was a young lady, and she was, uh, she's like, "Oh, are you here for the the baptisms?" Because th what they do now, and um, you know, they had a mass, and then they had like four baptisms lined up after the mass. So I was, yeah, okay, well, you can stand back here, and you don't have to wear a mask. And I'm like, "Oh, she's be being very nice." But then she kept coming up to us because we were a little early. Do you know where the baby is? Do you know where the parents are? Do you know where the godparents are? No, we're guests. I don't know. They're coming, I guess. Well, do you, you know, it was uh, supposed to be 1230. I said, oh, they told us one o'clock. Oh, well, then maybe it got pushed back. Uh, all right. You don't know where they are? No, I, I don't know where they are. So they arrive and we go in because we were the first of the four. And we go in and there's this, uh, this old lady up there. And uh, I don't want to use the word battle axe because that seems harsh in church, but uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just say she was a little pushy. And one of the one of my things about the church is no matter what, they want their money. They want to get paid, whatever it is. So my cousin comes in with the baby and his wife, and they sit down, and the woman comes over and asks him to sign some stuff, and then she goes, "Do you have your gift for the church?" And he's like, yeah, but I think it's in the back. I'll give, can I get it? Well, I guess you can give it to me after, but uh, you have it, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what kind of weird extortion deal is this? You got to pay, pay off the priest before he comes out and throws some water on your kid? That doesn't make any sense. So, you know, then, then, so the church is empty except for the few people that were at our baptism. The next baptism was happening like ours was at one, the next one was at one thirty. Uh, the priest acted like he had never done a baptism before, because he's he's reading along in the book, and then he lost his place for I'm not exaggerating about three minutes. He's flipping pages, going what, the? and I'm like, I looked at Debbie and I go, has he done this before? Do you, <laughs> and he was an older guy, so you gotta assume he's done a baptism before. But right. uh, then he finishes it off, okay. Uh, you want to take some pictures? Yeah. Okay. So there, there's a, a little time for pictures, and uh, but they're they keep looking at their watch, and the old woman, the battle axe, is like, "All right, you uh, you've got a couple of minutes, and then we need you. Well, you can't go out the back door. You have to go out the side and walk around the building." And now I'm with my 84 year old mother who's on a cane, and I'm thinking, "There's no way she's walking all the way around the building because she's parked right outside that back door." And they're like, "Well, the other people are going to be coming in, so you can't go out that door." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." So we take our pictures. Now, my mom is hunched over and on a cane. 
and we are four fifths of the way. Here's a, here's, here's a, uh, uh, math question for everybody. We're four fifths of the way down the center aisle to the back door. Nobody is trying to come in the door for the next baptism. Those people are all sitting out in the, in the vestibule, just chilling. All of a sudden, this old lady starts yammering. Stop. You have to go out the side door. You have to go out the side door. And my cousin goes, Brian, you can't go out there. And I go, yeah, we can. And I just pointed at my mom and the woman was like, uh, and I was like, we're going out this door. I, I don't, there's, there's certain things like, you know, I try to obey the rules, but this was, this was no rule. This was some old lady who was trying to flex the fact that, you know, the Catholic church has shut women out for decades and now she had a, for centuries and now she has a tiny little bit of power and God damn it. She's going to wield that power. And it wow. doesn't matter if it has to do with some old lady or some uh, long haired freaky guy who's walking down the aisle with her. Um, so we walked right out and you know, my mom doesn't hear any of this because she's got these weird new Bluetooth hearing aids that work sometimes and other times they don't. And sometimes she's listening to corn. I don't know what's going on with her, with her, you know, her earphones, her hearing aids. Corn. She oh, listens to corn. She rocks hard. Me. My mind yeah. just to rock. Um, but we're I'm like, what's going on? And Debbie, Debbie's fuming because Debbie, Debbie has less patience with the church than I do. But these people, the, when they, and then we get there, we get to lunch and everybody's saying the same thing. Can you believe that woman called him out about the envelope in front of everybody before, you know, before the pre and the priest didn't know what he was doing. I was like, yeah, well, listen, the kids all kids all baptized up now. So he got that original sin washed off him. Cause you know, infants, infants do a lot of horrible stuff that they need to get that original sin washed off them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's is a that lot. something you guys are doing? Are you guys um, having a or did you now? We, now we are. My my idea, my my I had envisioned when we started shopping for houses a year and a half ago, we'll move out to the, a suburb, find a nice local parish, and I'll start going yeah. and we'll get, get baptized and all that. Well, you know, everything closed. Like, honestly, could I have I could have put more effort into I want to test drive a priest before I have him baptize my kid. Okay. I don't want to walk into I don't want to walk into a parish and have him read the word of God and then step down for his sermon and say gays are sinners. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that kid, I don't want that priest to baptize my kid, okay? And with the Catholic Church right now, it is like Russian roulette. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> you really don't, right? That is exactly right. Like I have I have a strong Catholic history in my family. I always went to church growing up, but I have Catholic relatives that are looking at some of the priests right now and some of the things the church is doing and saying, and they're just like, what the hell is going on? I mean, there, there were some given sermons about how you shouldn't get certain. Well, you know, you heard that we, this was big news, right? When they're like, don't get certain mm -hmm. vaccines because of this and that. And it's right. like, what the hell are you doing? And then they're so, trying to blackmail the president. Not we're going to deny him communion. Really? You're going to deny unreal. him communion because he wants, he wants to let people make their own choices. Unreal. Unreal. It's, 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 there's no reason. There's no reason for it. Like it's, yeah. it's just. And and I don't want to. I don't want to see your comments in the chat about how you feel about the Catholic Church because I'm not slamming them, but they are not reliably um, sane uh, when you go. So yes. anyway, 
I didn't feel like, you know, entering, I know in Rockford, like you had to enter a lottery system to get to church. This was like only a hundred random people could get to go to church in person every week. Oh, like all this craziness. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, yeah. I just wasn't going to deal with that. So anyway, now theoretically, if assuming churches are open, I'm going to do some Googling next weekend. Now that I'm done traveling for five weeks in a row, uh, doing all this craziness, finally going to have a relaxing, chill weekend and not do anything this weekend. And uh, I'll do some Googling. I'll find a couple parishes nearby. I'll read some reviews on Yelp, which sounds absurd, but I'm going to do it. It does sound a little absurd, but I like it. And then I'll go to church for a couple weeks. And if the priest seems all right, you know, maybe meet him, get to know him, check out the bulletin. If it all seems good, I'll say, hey, all right, I got to get my kid baptized. And we'll do it hopefully before he's a year old. That's okay. the goal at this point. It's, well, it's my cousin's late, son but... is eight months. I mean, and, and they said huh. Sunday that some of the kids coming in were over a year because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, it's not, that's not out of, that's not out of the realm of the ordinary anymore, you know? Yeah. I'm sure in another couple of years, it'll go back to, you know, the first six months or whatever you try to get to get, but we got Molly baptized at a church. I don't think we ever went back to because mm. we were there and uh, we had just moved. And so we, we registered, I think we went to church there a couple of times, but then, um, you know, to me, it's not so much the priest. It was the sacrament. So, you know, wherever she, as long as they dunked her and, and all the grandparents were happy and we were happy and, you know, that was fine. Mm -hmm. um, and like my sister-in-law, thankfully, my brother and my sister-in-law, when my niece was born, her uncle is a priest. So they did it at their parish, but they had her uncle come and do the baptism, which was really cool because then it was, you know, on the family and it, you know, it was, that was nice. Um and well, I told you, I went to my niece's communion last month and the guy, the, the guy, the priest doing the sermon didn't mention the communicants at all. It was like, dude, where were all, there's a bunch of little kids all dressed up right in front of you and their parents. And the, you know, the girls are wearing white dresses and the boys are all in ties. Everybody, you know, all these second graders look slick and they're, they're ready. They're pious. They've been praying. They're, they're doing the, you know, the straight up hand uh, holding instead of the just the clutched hands down by your groin that most of us do if we're walking into church. They they had the, you know, the, this is the church, this is the steeple move, and he didn't mention them at all. So it's like, I don't know. It, it, you get all caught up in this pomp and circumstance, and then you look, you look, and I don't care what religion you are, there's, there's things that are great about them for you, and then there's things that are, you look and you go, eh, it's, Man, I don't like that at all. I didn't like I didn't like my cousin being hit up for cash. No, I understand you give a gift to the church. You know, that's fine. We did it when we got married. We gave something to the priest and something to the altar boys. And if you're getting, you know, getting my one brother said my nieces got my nieces got baptized, three of them at Holy Name Cathedral. And there they had a set price. Your gift was here, you know, I think he said it was like 150 bucks. Hmm. So, okay, that's fine. You gotta, you gotta hire the priest. You gotta keep the place open. You got, okay, I'm, I'm for that. But why don't you do that in private? Why don't we take care? Why don't we take care of that the week before? Mm -hmm. You know, like you do for any other event. Hey, what do I, what do I have to cough up for the salt and the, the oil and you know, candle rental, you know, that kind of stuff. What do I gotta? Sure. How, how much you need? Well, we like it. Okay, here, here's the check. So now next Sunday when I'm there with my baby and my family, I don't need to be strong-armed by some granny who is uh, finally feeling her oats because she's wearing sensible nun shoes even though she's not in the holy orders. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't like that. that. There's my hot take. I wish Craig had been here to hear it. Craig likes a hot take, as do I. Uh, Yeah, no, we'll get on the baptism train soon. Uh, And I do know that I could just take it to a place and never go back. But I'm just reminded of... uh, I don't know if the same person who officiated your wedding can also do a baptism. Ooh, baptized in the Universal Life Church. That's it. Listen, I I actually asked my mom to do it because uh, nice. she's super she Catholic. Deacon? No, no, because she's I, a woman, and women are dirty in the eyes of the church. No, I think, I think, no, never mind. It's last rites. Anyone can perform the sacrament of last rites. Yes, but not baptism. Right, baptism is one of those. You gotta, you gotta hire the big gun. You gotta yeah. go in and you gotta get the guy with the stole and the whole thing. Yeah, it's gate kept. That's guy who lives in a guy who lives in a house. Another dude <laughs> around, all dressed in black, like they're Dracula. Dracula. There was a one of the priests at our church when I was growing up. I was in, I think it was maybe seventh or eighth grade when he came to town. He drove a red Trans Am, and he had a big mustache. He looked like Freddie Mercury. All right. And uh, yeah, and every weekend he would go away. Uh, he had a place in Michigan. Yeah, you would follow the story. All right. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, he would go away with a friend, his friend. Yeah. Every weekend. To, yeah. Oh. Great. The greatest masses, though, because his sermons were like six minutes and they were they were good and they were short and mass was over in 35 minutes and you were back in the parking lot swearing at somebody so you could get home to listen to the bears game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, um, how, how nice would that be? You know, as I clearly, my lifestyle is not a priest like lifestyle, but man, to have a captive audience, you know, a few times a day, once a week. And then you got the like weekday services, right? You got a captive audience and they have to listen, not because they have to be there, but because God says they have to be there and that's, yes. that's so much right. better hey, it's not my rules right to the burning bush uh, yeah. the, you know the shrubbery told you you had to be here i don't know what to tell you i can't i can't help you so yeah. i don't know yes yeah. there's some so that's my that was my that was my churching experience i it was just it reinforced a lot of things let's say there's some, there's some, sure. There's some uh, comments in the chat about who can baptize who. I'm sure that there's variants across religions, and uh, sure. I'm probably missing some stuff, but I'm just going to have a priest do it. Let's call it a day. Let's look over to church. Let's start being a man of God, get involved in the community, meet some people finally. That's you, yeah, that's, uh, listen, when I was growing up, my parents were involved in everything at church. They were uh, the women's club, the school board, the athletic committee, the, you know, the, chili dinner whatever all the stuff the fall mm-hmm. festivals they uh, they would do or they'd do all that stuff and then we um you know we worked at all the things i it, it's i i don't have a i my problem is not with the core belief system my problem is with all the surrounding stuff mm-hmm. and um you know a lack of a lack of common sense on some level for some things so, and cover-ups are always good. You know, that's all that always will endear people to you, but yeah, you can just cover things up. That's with a lot of religions at this point. That's everybody. That's everywhere. It's no, you know, look at Ben Zobris, the pitcher for the Cubs, whose uh, ex-wife allegedly was having an affair with their pastor. And, uh, uh you know, so yeah, it's, it, it's everywhere. 
It's weird. Why would we, were gonna, we were going to join one of those big uh, like universal churches, the big non-denominational churches mm -hmm. once. So we went to a couple a couple services. It was, oh, man, it's great. It's like a rock concert, this big mega church, and it's it's crazy. And, you know, they're, this, the, the Bible's the Bible. So they're teaching pretty much the same thing. They're preaching about, you know, respecting other people and blah, blah, blah. And it all sounds pretty good, and the music is great, and there's a light show. Da, da, da. There's, a, you know, young hot moms and dads there, everybody, the young families, and uh, lust in my heart. There was all kinds of things. So... We decide, you know what? This may be the this may be the road for us because a guy I know was part of that church. Oh, he loved it. He loved it. Um, and we felt good when we left. But then we did kind of what you said. We kind of did a test drive. So we went to a meeting for potential new parishioners to get information about joining the church. And oh boy, Debbie dropped Debbie dropped the bomb. She was like, "So how do you feel about?" Um, gay people in the church do you and the guy was like well you know uh we uh and he was hemming and hawing and it was basically don't ask don't tell <laughs> he was like he was like well we don't uh, condone it but we're not gonna you know we don't want to discriminate against and i was like up oh, guess we're out <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Sorry, all the you, a lot of luster on top till you scrape that uh, that gold confetti off, and you go, oh, what's what's under here? Oh boy! All right, thank you. That's it. Uh, Marta does have a good suggestion. What about the church you grew up in? Uh just for no. the baptism, then you can no. register. By, no, okay. The priest doesn't. The our family priest or the the priest that I grew up with uh, no longer does baptisms, weddings, that kind of thing. He's oh. retired. Uh, and the, um, I just, I, I'm too disconnected from it because in high school we started going to a different church, which I never cared for. And it was like priest of the month. Just, <laughs> there were, I mean, there were 30 priests in my like five years there, oh my you know, God. compared to St. James, I had literally the same priest every sermon until I was like 14 and he, he didn't retire till like 10 years later, but we decided to go to this other church and it was, yeah, it was always like, oh, here's a guy from South Africa for two months. And okay, yeah. well, he's done. Now here's some guy from uh, whatever, like maybe Ireland or something, but not with a cool enough accent, like not a strong Irish accent, just kind of weak. Right. It's like uh, half of it. Yeah, it's just all over the place. Just, you know, importing them from random countries and then cities. And I'm from Boston. Yeah, let me tell you about God. That's more Chicago. <laughs> doesn't matter but uh yeah no, I, I never cared for that for that parish i've never heard the boston accent from you i like it i have not tried well uh i spent a lot of time um this weekend one of my uh my uncles uh my aunts and uncles made it out from uh from philadelphia and one of my uncles nice. is boston accent thick thick boston accent so i was exposed to it a lot and i found myself saying a couple like boston like words in the last couple of days um you go out and get in the car <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Like getting the cot, like only a few words here and there, but like very strong Boston, which I'm not <laughs> used to being exposed to because Philadelphia accent is very different from Boston accent. Yes. Um, but yeah, Boston, you know, it's just, it was very funny. It was a pleasure all weekend. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's not, probably the longest I've spent talking to someone with a strong Boston accent in my life. Well, that's good. So, you you know. some of it up. I like that's That's good. You got a good ear. Got a good ear. Yeah, you got a good ear over by there. 
or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you're not doing anything for the fourth? You're just hanging low? No, I know we originally talked about perhaps doing something. Uh, I would still love to see you since I haven't in ever. We but probably see each other sometime. Maybe the three. We, we need to get together as a core group. We do. Well, uh, pretty much all. Uh, actually, yeah, except for one weekend, all of July is open. So uh, we oh. will pick a weekend. We'll pick it. Let's pick it. We'll talk over a text or we can talk to Craig next week when we all get well, together. I know you guys we'll have plans for the uh, 31st of uh, July. I know. Well, we'll see you then for sure. For, but we should definitely get together. We should before do that. something. Yeah, it's before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but we'll make it happen. I thought it'd be this weekend, but like literally, my wife and I were driving back over the weekend, and we're looking at each other, and we're just like, we we. You it's know, funny. It'll be nice to do nothing for the weekend. Well, it is so because originally wasn't wasn't the the lovely Doctor Mrs. Goff going somewhere? Yeah, yeah. The idea was she's like we're doing so much socializing. I'm just going to go somewhere and just spend like a weekend alone, and you can watch the baby for a day, and uh, I'll I'll just like get some Zen time. And she's so tired. She's like, I don't even want to go anywhere now. Uh, I just want to be home. So, um, yeah, it, it flipped pretty quick. And it's funny that, you know, we spent 15 months not allowed to see anybody. It took right. one month to not want to, oh, to yeah. feel like now wanted to see anybody again. Well, you guys are working nonstop. You got the baby. The nice thing is now, if you do nothing, you could sit out in the backyard. You have such a nice backyard and the nice deck. That sounds, that sounds ideal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just take a couple days ago. Hey, we're just going to sit out here. Uh, we'll cook out, we'll do whatever, but we'll just relax. Yeah. Just relax. Well, and, and I, but you know, I haven't mowed the lawn since a week or so, you know, it, it didn't yeah. matter for a while cause it wasn't raining. It wasn't growing, right. but the last few days just sprouting up. So, you know, either Friday or Saturday is going to be yard work all day, which still just really leaves Sunday and Monday to relax. Cause thank God my employer, uh, is ah, you guys are off Monday. One of the independence day observed observed observers so that's when debbie has debbie has friday or monday off as well which is nice so yeah. but her birthday is saturday so uh there's been a lot of talk about what we're doing on her birthday and then so her birthday weekend has turned into like this thing because now my mom wants to take us take her out to dinner on friday and then we're doing stuff with her on saturday she uh we've been watching holy moly do you watch holy moly it's the extreme it's hilarious it's a mini golf show on abc and the holes are that. all crazy gigantic. It's I laugh like a child watching it because it is just so over the top. And and Debbie and I will watch it. You know, we'll record it and sometimes we'll watch it while we're eating dinner. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm laughing so hard or why I'm having such a good time. It just it it makes me feel good. So we so now Debbie for her birthday wants to go mini golfing. And I said, you know, we're not gonna find a place like holy moly where things are exploding and knocking you in and there's windmills that are on fire that you have to dive through. And we're not going to find a place like that. Well, we, there's one way up in Lincolnshire. So we're driving up to Lincolnshire. It's not holy moly level, but it's been voted one of the top 10 best in the country by the travel channel. What? So we're going to par King on Saturday. So I will report back next week and, <laughs> and let you know. Then she's like, we should see if there's a brewery up there. I was like, ha ha. And there happens to be one like three blocks away that I've never Perfect. been to. Hey, so, get yeah. some, uh, take some selfie videos on your, on your cell phone. I've got, uh, I've got hookups at the travel channel, send them some footage, try and get oh. you a little mini golf show. Oh, that's on. right. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll do a little mini golf. I can't, I said, I said, should we dress up? Should it be fun? I'm not doing that. I said, but <laughs> you could put on like a, a formal dress and I'll wear a tuxedo. We could go mini golf. I'm not doing that. 
No, okay. get her the birthday girl sash. Oh, where do I get one of those? Like Party City? Probably. All right. That would be, oh, yes. All right. Good idea. Okay. I knew, I knew. Careful not. Oh, no, the parking. I love the parking. And I'm going to parking right between the lines. I'm going to, everything's going to be up to snuff, Mike. Don't worry. I'm going to take good care of it. Uh, so, yeah. Go. So I will report back. But uh, have a good 4th of July. Have a you restful, too. have a restful 4th of July. How about that? I look, well, look, you know how exhausting it is to, to all the stress of officiating a wedding. I mean, yes. I was, dude, that but now that's it is money. behind you. And I'm sure you had, I, I, I would imagine, as you said, that you got rave reviews. That, that does not shock me in the least, but it is stressful. And now it's over. And uh, now it's got to be nice knowing that, you know, in a couple of days, you have a few days off. Even yeah. even just working in the yard, it's mindless. It's not like you're working or having to do. You're just you're cutting the grass. You're you know, it's yes. good sweat work, and it's supposed to be nice this weekend. So, I'm but uh, listen, say hi to your wife and your child. I know you'll pass along my good wishes. I I do those things. You say hi to your wife, and uh, I will. And also, and to be uh, honest, Walter. I know Craig would say hi to his wife if we asked him to. What? But you? I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna risk it. <laughs> but I, I, I have a, I, I have a suspicion he would, despite his protestations. He told us he wouldn't. He's a pretty straight shooter. I think there's a. I, I think there might be a softer core <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to to passing along. I, I mean, I, not not on everything, but I think when it comes to you know, if if his lovely wife were to say, "How was the show?" Did the guys did the guys ask about me? He's not going to go. <laughs> no, nope, they did not. No, he's going to go. Oh yeah, they said to say hello. That would be that's it. fair. So that's fair. I, I think that's. I think that. Uh, yeah, that would be it. All right. Uh, listen to Cody every day on the Curiosity Daily podcast. It's curiositydaily.com, a science podcast, but very accessible, very quick. You'll learn something in about five minutes. And that's always good because then you can ten. five, 10 minutes. All right. So you're going to learn something in less than 15 minutes. Is that better? <laughs> that's much better. Is that, is that I mean, more you accurate? Learn something. You will learn something in five minutes because our stories are less than five minutes long each. So you learn something, but you can learn more in less than 50. Learn something new in less than five minutes. Learn even more things that are new right. in less than 10 minutes and learn the most things in less than 15 minutes. Right. That's Invest a, a quarter line. hour, learn a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's would that be minutes. accurate? I think that's yeah, quarter math. Quarter hour that's, is fifteen minutes. That's Craig's strength. Remember, he said he was good at math. I'm not. I'm not the math guy. Well, I know an hour is sixty minutes, and the the minimal math that I know is half an hour would be thirty minutes, mm -hmm. and a half of that would be fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. So fifteen minutes is a quarter of an hour. Sure. No, I'm not disputing that you know what you're talking about. But if you're looking to fact check, I'm not your guy. No, I've got a big graph here. I've got a, I've got a graph of a clock. Just, just in case I ever have to make a time reference. Perfect. So that's, I know that's accurate. I know, I know that. Well, where can people hear you? Uh, listen, they can hear me here. Uh, I don't know what else is. Uh, there's, there's other stuff coming up. You can hear me on Wednesdays on the Craig Collins Show on WMBD. I'm there every Wednesday, uh, doing my uh, Brian's Takes segment where I have hot takes. And cool hair. That's, 
I don't know if that's what we call it. I think he calls it Noonan noon Stakes. I think Noonan Takes, I think, is what Craig calls it. That's awesome. Either way, he has stories, and I uh, spout off my opinions on them. And then <laughs> then we move on to another another story, and Craig tells me what he thinks, and then I spout off some more, and uh, we do that for a half hour, and it's a lot of fun. And it's uh, it, it goes very fast because we're just having fun, and we're talking about all kind of crazy things. And he, I never know what he's going to ask me about. That's sometimes awesome. it's news and political. Sometimes it's ridiculousness. Um, but it's always fun. So, and just, uh, you know, stay on this page, stay on the Brian Noonan show page and you'll find out where I'm at, when I'm at. And, uh, you know, you know where Cody is, you know, where Craig is. I prefer to be enigmatic. You don't hmm. need to know where I am all the time. It's really none of your business. I'll let you know when you need to know. All right. That sounded, that was a mean way to end things that I, I, wow. I'm going out. I'm going out hard. All right. That's it. Cody, have a lovely week. You first. All right. I'll do it. Good night, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, smash the button, uh, whatever it is that the kids do when they listen to podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. We will talk to you again next week unless something horrible happens. Wow. There's a way to end. <laughs> Always leave them wanting your doom. Punch the like button.